Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. Very excited to be here. I hope you all enjoyed our workshop we did last week. And uh, really, really, really excited to be able to sit down here with you all. Can you guys hear that? (laughs) That's squeaking. So, yeah, I have a puppy running around my studio with a little squeak toy. (laughs) I really hope that he doesn't do that (laughs) very much. Anyway, um, (laughs) this is going to kill me. Uh, it's a, like a little pink dinosaur that looks kind of like um, oh what was it Dino off of the um, <laughs> off of the Flintstones yeah um, but I'm afraid if I shut the the uh, studio door that she'll start barking <laughs> so you guys are gonna just have to bear with me tonight anyway uh, I really missed you guys I'm really <laughs> excited to be here oh Ember take that away. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally just threw me for a loop here. So glad to be here. Glad you guys are all here. The number to call in if you'd like to call in t- tonight is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. All right, awesome. So some things we're going to go over with before we get started. Um just kind of let you guys know, it's it's just been an absolute crazy week. Um, ill-prepared for everything, absolutely everything this week, I can't even tell you. Um, it was just a, a real fast and furious trip. Went out to Cheyenne, Wyoming last week, drove out there, and met James Wensapien. And he uh, adopted my little wolf puppy I had. And uh, it was pretty cool. I've got some video and stuff of them meeting to show you guys. It's, it was really cool. And uh, he, he looked like a little kid in a candy store with his new toy. And the puppy was so happy. It was amazing. I can't even tell you. But, yeah, I'm I'm really excited that everything is kind of slowed down now. And I can just chill out and hang out with you guys. So, once again, Number 646-595-3965 if you want to call in. If you're interested in putting together a workshop with us, you can do so by emailing me. Actually, message me on Facebook, your idea. If I'm not on your contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Let me know what you have in mind to put together. These workshops can be anywhere from uh, 30 minutes to three hours long, depending on how much time you need. They can be uh, pre-recorded or they can be done live or a combination of both, depending on what you need to do. So, yeah, shoot me a message. Let me know what you'd like to put together, and we will do that. It'll be awesome. Next, I want to thank all of our sponsors who helped contribute to our 2019 license, on-air license. Just appreciate every single one of you. 
a whole bunch of you stepped up to the plate this year and uh, helped take care of that for us. And you guys are just amazing. I love you all. And on behalf of all of the poets, I want to say thank you. So the next thing I'm going to do, and I didn't have a whole bunch of time tonight to prepare for this. So you're... Uh, assignments are going to be pretty easy this week. <laughs> Every week at the beginning of the show, I give you writing assignments, prompts, that type of thing. So if you're ever sitting around saying, oh, I don't know what to write about, you can go to the beginning of any of our shows. In the first 15 minutes, you will find uh, you will find prompts, things like that. Sit down, listen, and you'll be off and running. So, yeah, just go to the archives, pick any show, and you'll be good. So we're going to start off with your journal assignment. So your journal assignment, uh, all of you should have a journal that you hand write in with an ink pen or a pencil, whatever you prefer. Um, it's my preference that you do not do these on a computer because you write differently. When you are forced to write, hand write things out, you think differently. Your brain works differently. So these are actually journal assignments, okay? I want you to, and this one's kind of fun. Um, I want you to pick one of your poems. So it, you're going to be you're going to be doing an interview for your journal assignment. So I want you to pick a poem, or pick a line out of one of your poems, or an idea you have for a poem. That one always works real well. Or a prompt. You can do this with one of your prompt. So this journal assignment, and it can kind of be an exercise too, but it really helps. Uh, it really helps you to be able to pull some things out of an idea, a poem, some understandings, some views, some things that you probably wouldn't do if you were not to do this this uh, little assignment with your ideas and stuff. So you're going to be interviewing a poem, a line, an idea, or a prompt. And I want you to imagine that your poem or an idea or a prompt <laughs> is being interviewed Maybe it's for a magazine or for a job or by the police. Um, what kind of questions is it asked? How does it answer? Um, having fun, just kind of being silly and having fun with this method can really help you better understand and develop a poem's voice or a clarity in the message of your, of your poem, what you're trying to write about. So have fun with that. It'll be, uh, it, it sounds kind of silly, but I, trust me, you'll have a lot more fun with it uh, once you get down and, and uh, yeah, maybe put on your fedora while you're doing this one. Your exercise for this week is a list, and it's just an easy one. Uh, it is a way to generate ideas, to push, uh, push thoughts through your head, to maybe uh, spark an idea for a poem, um, but what I'd like you to do, and remember when we do our exercises and things like this that we want to go back and revisit later, in my journal, I always do these in the back of the journal, so anything that I'm just writing randomly, I just write from the front of the journal back. Things that I want to go back and revisit, prompts and things like that, I start from the back of the journal and write forward, and then the middle there into the, the, the two shall meet. Uh, but that way I know if I'm looking for something that I want to reference, I'd start from the back of the book. If, I, if it's something that I'm just randomly writing, it'd start from the front of the book. So the list is going to be, uh, I want you at the top of the page, I want you to write, today the sun is made of, 
today the sun is made of blank. So just sit down and make a list and really get silly, really push the idea. You know, think of every scenario that you could be in, you know, and, and all of the examples of what could the the sun be made of, you know. It's like you're, you're, you're stuck, you know, you're, you're standing in front of your parents and you're in trouble and today the sun is made of my sister's breath, you know. <laughs> Um, just have fun with that one and uh, it'll be cool so yeah write a list today the sun is made of blank you're writing prompt now the, the prompt is different than an exercise or a journal assignment a prompt is you know your exercise and your journal assignment those aren't meant for public consumption unless you produce something that you want to share from those of course but a prompt its intention is to produce a poem, a finished piece. So this can be the title of your piece. It can be a line in your poem, or it can just be the general concept for your poem. But your prompt for this week is, drum roll, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> uh, the prompt is, the poem I'll never write begins with, and that's it. The poem I'll never write begins with. So that can be the title, the concept of, or a line in. The poem I'll never write begins with. Now, we started a few weeks ago, started adding a fourth a fourth writing prompt in here. And this one's kind of cool because I take it from something that someone read the week previous. This one is actually taken from something someone read two weeks ago because, of course, we had the workshop last week. So while you guys are sitting here and reading to me tonight and reading to the world, I will be listening, and one of your lines is going to catch my ear, and I'm going to write it down. And next week, I will be saying that prompt, and it could be maybe your line. So this prompt is called That's My Line. And... The that's my line prompt for this week is cause triggered. Cause triggered. That's your prompt. That's my line. Prompt. Cause triggered. And that was a line from something that Uma wrote and read to us. Okay. Cause triggered. All right. Next thing I'm going to do, I am going to play an audio track. This one is actually going to be, um, I need to get my lines up and running, so I am going to, um, let's see, Eddie, let's do, actually I'm going to play New Beginnings by Eddie Oliver, it's going to give, it's a little bit longer one, it's going to give me a time to get all my lines up and running, get ready, all this stuff ready for you guys. And then we will get to listening to you guys share. Once again, the number, if you'd like to call in, 646-595-3965. And here we go. Eddie Oliver, New Beginnings. The 
the beginning be the alpha. As it is written, it, it be the first chapter. They call it life. Beautiful as it is in, in the beginning, never thinking about an ending, just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on, trusting, hoping that you don't stand alone, just, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of, of everyday, everyday life. Sitting in the little coffee shop just sipping, writing. To the naked eye doing nothing exciting, man. She was just sipping, writing. But it was something about her. Something that made me wonder as she sat there alone over yonder just sipping, writing. What was she writing? Was it poetry? She looked up, man, and, and she finally noticed me and, and she smiled. So beautiful it was, like like looking at the river now, because cause so beautiful she was. So so I smiled. She went back to writing. Doing nothing exciting, man. It's, and, and I just stood there and admired and wanted to walk on over and introduce myself. But because of my shyness, I decided to retire. To a chair two tables down. Quiet without a hint of a sound, I just sat there sipping, gazing. Admiring her from a distance because her beauty and her innocence were so amazing. Her her smile was so intoxicating. Her her eyes were so engaging. The, the ten second glance made my heart start racing. As if I was high on drugs, straight freebase. I just sat there and daydreamed of, of me and her taking flights to far off places, turning off our cell phones while while we took long vacations in in hard to reach nations. Made me wonder. Who was this lady? It kept me sipping, gazing, driving me half crazy with anticipation. Nervous I am. She got me caught up in her aura like, 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 dang. <laughs> Yo, who is this lady? Latte sipping, coffee shop chilling. <laughs> I'm yet to know her name, but somehow I seem to be catching feelings. I wonder, I ponder. Does she come here often? Or would she be interested in me and her doing some get-to-know-you talking? And hope that maybe we can become good friends and do some park walking. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> I find that I'm jealous of the way that she holds that pen. I kind of wish that it was me that she was holding. I kind of wish that I was that napkin that she was folding, touching. It's like behind our coffee cups, man, we're playing a sexy game of seduction, hiding, peeking. She's got my attention, no diversions, no interruptions, just just gazing, lusting, hiding, seeking. Every time she sips on her cup, it, it hides that devilish grin like she wants to sing, like she's flirting, inviting me to come on over, come on in. I wish it was me that she was sipping. Should I say I wish it was me? She was kissing. See, this be beautiful beginning. The beginning be the alpha. As it is written, it be the first chapter. They call it life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending. Just, just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting that you don't stand alone. Just, just hoping. 
those wide open, walking on faith. Just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. life. On a white sandy beach Making love surrounded by palm trees I worship you because You made me believe that That God That God said that you and I are uh, You and I were meant to be You are so heavenly I can't help but believe that That God sent you to me Because you put me at peace And, and to him I am forever grateful I know sometimes baby That I can be a handful And for that I apologize Melt me with those maple brown eyes but you handle me like, like the way trees flow in an autumn breeze, so gentle, so smooth. I, I can't help but be in love with you, because you make it so easy. Sleep with me, dream with me, to a far off place where, where no one can find us, where it's just us. Caught up in the rush of our lust as we make love from dawn to dust. As I look down and see you beneath me, looking up at me, smiling, sometimes staring me down, making love to me with your eyes as you hold on tight for the ride. I, I love you. I love, I love the feel of your thigh. Where your flesh feels against my flesh, the way your chest feels against my chest, the way we pause, we take deep breaths, deep, deep, deep breaths. The thought of knowing that you are mine Makes me lose all track of time So we end up making love for hours Just just because there's nothing else to do It's just you on top of me And me on top of you With the sweetest smell of romance in the room I, I take a whiff to consume the perfume Because I want to smell of you with, with me all day Just one whiff, just one sniff Takes my breath away Got me Finding, got me finding, got me fiending, got me fiending, got me fiending to see you on the next day. The exact same way. Me looking down at you and you staring up at me. I can't think of a better position for us to be, so just love me. And if you feel it in your heart, girl, you'll just marry me. With the thought of knowing that this is what God always wanted us to be. You see, it's beautiful in the beginning. The beginning is the alpha. The beginning be the alpha as it is written. It, it be the first chapter they call life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending, just, just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting. Hoping that you don't stand alone, man. Just, just hoping. Nose wide open. Walking on faith. Just trying to keep pace. Try not to lose the race of everyday life, 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 life. You see this? This be my Monday morning blue. I find myself caught up in the rapture, just longing, longing for her, missing her, her heavenly touch, oh so very much. Like I didn't just see her on Sunday, yet I find myself daydreaming about her. I find myself daydreaming about her all day, all day on Monday, daydreaming about all the love making we did over the weekend to no end. It just got me longing, daydreaming about her once again as I long for her kiss. I look at my t-shirt that she had online across my bed and I can't help but reminisce. I pick it up and pull it close to me, close my eyes, take a deep breath and I can smell her scent. Reminding me once again of the time that we spent just, just love making. The smell is something out of a, a bath and body works and the sweet smelling aroma is enough to drop me to my knees as I 
shake my head like, like I'm about to repent. It's just the smell of moonlight path reminding me of our sexy, sexy hour-long bubble bath. Or was it the smell of a midnight pomegranate? You see, it's been less than 24 hours, y'all, since she's been gone. And, and already, man, already I can't stand it. I'm just lonely. Longing for her. I'm fine. I'm fiending. I'm fine. I'm fiending for her love like an addict addicted to a drug. She, she got, she got me on that crack, y'all. Got to have it like that Spike Lee joint. Y'all, I need it. You see, I, I need it, y'all. I, I need it in the worst way. Like a fiend that, that can't stay clean. Look, look at me, y'all. She, she got me shaking. She got me shaking just thinking about the crazy love making. I'm going through withdrawal from the lack of it all. From the lack of her kiss. From the lack of her touch. From the lack of her love that I miss oh so much. And she just left this homeboy alone. Like, like yesterday. You see, this be my Monday morning blues. I'm gonna be this way until the weekend rolls back around. Just fine. Just fiending. Just fiending, y'all. I'm gonna be this way until her, until I hear the sound of her walking through my door. I'm gonna be this way until Friday. Just fine. Just, just fiending. We gotta do this dance all over again. We gonna do this romance again. All freaking weekend. You see, it's beautiful in the beginning. The beginning be the alpha as it is written. It, it be the first chapter they call life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending. Just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting. Hoping that you stand alone. Just hoping. Nose wide open. Walking on faith. Just trying to keep the pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. <laughs> See Proverbs 18:22 states that he that finds a wife uh, finds a good thing and obtains favor, obtains favor in the Lord. And I guess that means that, that I have found favor, much favor, much favor, y'all, because I have surely found me a good thing. I stand here today and I, I say to you that I, that I, Eddie L. Oliver, oh man, I have found a wife. Someone I can trust, someone I can love, someone that loves and believes in me just as I love and believe in her, someone that I vow to cherish, someone that I, I vow to protect with my very last breath until death, until death, until death, until death, y'all, until death do us apart. You see, she, uh, she and only she with, with all her beauty. And her brains and her amazing smile, man. She, oh, yes, she, she was the one who was good enough to capture my heart when I wasn't even looking for love. When I wasn't even looking for, for my heart to be captured, when I, when I didn't even know, y'all, that, that love existed, when I didn't even know that love was looking for me, man. She, she captured my heart, and I say to you that somehow, some way, somewhere, y'all, <laughs> oh, we found each other. Through the mist and the fog, through through the tall buildings and towering trees, y'all somehow, ah, uh, some way, man, we 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 found each other like two ships lost in the night, like like two people lost in the wilderness, like like two people stranded at sea. You see, we ah, <laughs> uh, man, we found each other. Like in John nine twenty five, man, all I know is once I was blind, <laughs> but now I see. Now I can see what love truly is. 
out can see what, what love must must look like And it's a beautiful thing, y'all Cause now my eyes are wide open Now I know Now I know that, that he who finds a wife Surely, surely, surely finds a good thing I'm here to say, y'all That I have surely found me a good thing <laughs> You see, it's, it's beautiful in the beginning and be the alpha as it is written it be the first chapter they call life beauty as it is in the beginning never thinking about it ending just thinking about building creating that solid foundation to stand on trusting hoping that you don't stand alone just hoping nose wide open walking on faith just trying to keep pace trying not to lose the race of every day of every day of everyday life yeah Mr. Eddie Oliver with Beautiful Beginnings. Once again, you are listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. We are going to be getting to our callers in just a moment. The number to call in is 646-595-3965. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect tonight. We take callers in the order that you call in, uh, such as area code 989 is our first caller tonight. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure to introduce yourself. That is vitally important. You want to make sure that people know who's reading, as well as making sure that your name is attached to your work. You never want to send your work out there into the universe without you know, being signed or your name attached. So make sure that you introduce yourself, all righty? Right now, we are going to be able to do two poems to start out with. So you can read two poems. Have those ready. Um, if something happens and lines get too busy tonight and we need to switch back to doing just one, I'll let you know at that time. But right now, we are good for two. Please keep your poems to right around the five-minute mark. Be courteous to the people who are waiting in line behind you. And then when you are done reading, make sure to have your URL ready. That way, people can come over and find you and get to know you and your work better before you come back here and read again next week. 
And then do remember that we have a mature rating. That means you're going to hear just about anything and you normally do, with the exception of porno poetry. No bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B, no hardcore erotica. Other than that, you're good to go. All right. I do want to let area codes 216-202 and 903 know that you are not in the lineup. If you would like to come on the air tonight, please press 1, and I'll know it's okay to bring you on. That's area code 216-202 and 903. Please press 1 if you'd like to come on the air. If you're here just hanging out and listening, I appreciate it. Hope you enjoy the show. Again, 216-202-903. You are not in the lineup. Press 1 if you want to come on. We're going to go ahead and take our first caller for the night. And uh, once again, that will be 983. And uh, so we'll get get you guys on, get you reading. Maybe we'll get a chance to play some more tracks for you tonight. Uh, remember, if you are a spoken word artist and you'd like to have your tracks played on the air, you can email these those to me at thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. The word that is in the email title, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. We can get those uploaded to the show's library and play them for the world. I hope that uh, I hope that my my mic and everything is working okay. We had some issues with the studio when we first got started, so I'm uh, using a different setup than I normally do. So I'm hoping that you guys can hear me okay. I'm going to go ahead and bring area code nine eight nine on the air. Are you with me? Hello, Naylor. Hi. Hello. Hi, this is George Wiley. Hey, George. How you doing, sweetheart? D- doing pretty good, pretty good. It's been a while. It but, has uh, been. But, yeah, I'm glad to be back. And, um, yeah, just cruising along. I uh, will tell you at the end that I have a bit of uh, book news. But, anyway, uh, in the meantime... I, my two poems are, well, this one is, and I don't think I've ever read either, either of them. One is called, that laid a little bit better on my paper. It's called Running Up Against. He ran up against the walls of manners, ran up against expediency. He pushed against the pops of culture and fought the fads of currency. He had no urge to patronize or dote on crying babies. Disdain the need for handshakes and never winked at ladies. He could not, would not write a fence. He danced around the rules. His courtesies were limited, and he could not suffer fools. And as his days dimmed toward the sun, he could not gather close his kin. And he spent his farewells scowling out to a world not looking in. End of poem. Wow. That painted a really vivid, vivid and lonely picture. Yeah, it's uh we know we know those people, don't we? Mhm. And uh and you know, uh, someone pointed out to me um, I read that at an open mic here recently, and someone pointed out to me that, you know, there's a lot of people that just are just plain happy with that. You know, it's okay. 
Mm-hmm. It's okay not to not to not to be everybody's favorite. It's not okay not to please people. Yeah, and, it's uh, really funny. Christopher and I used to take walks when I when I lived in Salem. He and I used to go for really late night walks all the time. And there was mm-hmm. this one house that we would pass every single time we would go for a walk. And the husband and wife would be sitting in this kitchen a very plain kitchen and the window was wide, you know, the curtains were wide open, the lights were on and both of them were Mm -hmm. sitting there and one was always reading a book and one was always reading a paper and we never saw them talking. We never saw them looking at each other. We never saw Mm -hmm. them smile. I mean, it was like, it was like a painting. It was the exact same every single time. And we both vowed. Yeah. So we both vowed that we would never have boring windows. You know, so that if we're, <laughs> we're in our windows some night and somebody's walking by, we're never going to have boring windows. We're not going to be that. So, we, you know, I think about that sometimes and I do stupid stuff in front of windows just so that I don't have boring windows. Right. You know, like juggle, juggle my cats or something, you know. That's right. Do some moon them a little bit, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say that one, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a little on the outer edge of that, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's um okay. The second one is um one I I wrote about almost two years ago. Um, it's a wartime um wartime Paris, you know, the German occupation kind of a poem. Uh, it's called "The Spy on Rural Marchands." The gray stone streets sit heavy in the rainy Parisian night. The aging spy pretends to read his paper under a dim street light. Two SS soldiers skip loudly by, tugging a giggling salon girl. They don't notice the spy in his trench coat or that he begins to follow. The, the trio stops in front of a closed cheese store. They pretend to break the window and steal the cheese and then stagger on. The spy trods on, his wife, his wide chapeau stopping the rain. He hesitates whenever they do and then splashes on. The girl reaches toward their pants, then dashes ahead in laughter. One of the men slips and falls, and as they dance, and they all dance around it in the reflecting puddles. A brown Reno taxi hurries by, annoying the puddles and glancing them aside. A wine bottle flies from the taxi, and the soldiers pretend to anger their fists high. The spy's wife, Colette, had been warm and serene, her look for him clear and straight. Her letter, condemning the German occupation of the city, had appeared in Leton. The Gestapo came one day and took her away. The desperate spy inquired everywhere. The provisional police had no answers. Breaking rules, he sent a desperate note to his superior. In two days, a note under the door. Colette's body had been found in an alley, just off Rue Marchands. Her eyes had been cut out, her writing hand cut off. The rain does not let up as the trio frisks their way along the gold marchands. They enter an apartment building 
while the spy lingers away from a street lamp. The spy lights a jetain and waits. A window lights brightly on the second floor. After a time, he enters the foyer and slips off his wet souliers to quiet his ascent. He checks his beretta and pulls out the surgical scalpels. He climbs the stair. The door is not locked. He kicks it open and says, C'est pour Colette. He enters. End of piece. This is for Colette. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, now you know, the there, there was a very famous spy named Colette. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, was there? I didn't even know that. But she was for the other side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I've read, I've read a lot of uh, World War II stuff, you know, and mm-hmm. occupation stuff, and I'm sure that across the across my um, somewhere along in there, I may have you know, subconsciously anyway collected part bits of other characters, you know, if you know what I mean. I but um, yeah, it's a it was such a weird time, and it was such a you know. Move, gloomy time too and yet there was this little bit of hope that had people had because of things like that the resistance yeah it was it's such a it was such an unbelievable i mean we look at that those behaviors and things like that and we think oh my god you know i mean it's just unfathomable how that kind of behavior could exist and then you realize that you know for most of us you know that was in within our our grandparents or our parents or even our lifetimes that this stuff was happening and still happens to degrees. It still happens. Yes. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And you know, so many people today don't, don't, you know, don't have time or interest in reading those kind of things. In fact, it's not even popular to read war things sometimes some group of people. But the fact is that it was a brutal reality of, our, of that time. And to pretend it didn't happen, and of course, you know there are all the other things like the Holocaust. To, to pretend that stuff didn't happen, it's just, it's just foolish. It's just dumb. And uh, absolutely. You know. mm-hmm. I mean, how yeah, can you learn uh, from your mistakes if you don't know what your mistakes were? If we don't yeah, children tell our children the things we did bad, how can they not repeat them? Right. Absolutely, absolutely. They don't have they don't have the grounds for. A, a real grasp on the grounds of how things did happen, and you know their only reference frame of reference is television or movies or something or video games. Then, then they're not going to be able to expect to understand things like that. Okay, well, um, I mentioned that I have uh, you. You always ask at the end uh, for my uh, how to get hold, how to see my stuff, or whatever you call it. Correct. And um, I have just. This week published a uh, my first book, poetic poetry book, and it's called um, Why Did I Excuse Me Yeah Why Did I Remain in the Garden? And it's based on a poem I wrote, same title. Why did I remain in the garden? And it can be had in uh, can be had in Amazon and so forth. George Wiley, my name, and uh, it's there. A, a, a Kindle version too, of course. It's like all the stuff on Amazon. Nothing, 
too unique about the, the format. Um, but it's exciting for me. And uh, imagine anyone uh, out there who's who's had something published just probably remembers that first one the, the most fondly. Oh, I am so excited for you. Congratulations. And you'll have to make sure that you put a link for that on uh, my page so that people can find it easily. Uh, okay. Now, I couldn't get you... into the, the – I couldn't get into the uh, – I got close, but the live chat is not opening up for me, so I can put it, it on you your know, regular page, though. So. Yeah, put it on my Facebook page. I don't know what's going on with the chat. They changed that just a while back, and nobody, I mean, it's like it takes an act of God to get into the chat now. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on with it. It says, it says there are three, two speakers and three viewers, which I imagine two speakers right now, you and I, I don't know that. And three viewers, but then when I I can't get I get nothing but a gray screen, and uh, that doesn't mean I'm doing it right. I mean, tried I tried for a long time to make it get on there, but uh, anyway, that's. But I thanks for your kind words, and I'm going to move aside for another person. All righty, my dear. If you think of something else you want to read tonight, just go ahead and jump back a line up. We are having issues. Like I said, I, I was not able to access the studio audio. So I hope that I sound okay to you guys. Um, I was not able to access the you studio sound- audio. I can hear you very clearly. Oh, good. Okay. So, um, okay. I only have four lines four lines open right now. So if you okay. guys are getting a fast, busy signal and you are trying to call and keep trying – uh, if you want to read again, just go ahead and press one and press one, and I'll put you back in the lineup, um, and we'll go from there. Okay, George? Great. Thank you. You're welcome. Awesome job tonight, honey. Good night. Missed you, by the way. Bye. All right. Our next caller, I do want to let area code 216 and 202 know that you are not in the lineup. 216-202, if you want to come on to the show, please press one. I'm going to go ahead and bring on area code 903. 903, are you oh, with me? Uh, yes, I am. Hello, Nala. This is Eric Shellman. How are you doing? Hey, sweetie. Are you driving? Uh, no, I'm riding. Okay. How are you doing? Want me to call back later? Nope, you're okay. Okay. Um, let me get, uh, I'm doing good. Just. Heading back. We've just been traveling a lot with our job. So hang on a second. Okay. Let me pull up my phone. Got Alrighty. I got a new poem, and it's actually a dedication poem. Uh, let's see which one did I want to read? Oh, I don't know if I read that. I have. Huh. All right, then. All right, this is uh, my dedication poem tonight. It's called Modern Day Edgar Allan Poe Mixed with Henry Wadsworth Longfellow Dante and John Milton. He is creepy, scary, nightmarish, horrific, and gothic master he is. All right. 
guru of all things suspenseful horror, gothic, supernatural, heartache, heartbreaking, dark, light, life, death, and somewhere in between both. Beautifully horrific, scarily terrific, blasphemous, heretical, sacrilegious, thought-provoking, night, day, he is masterfully written and still writes in genres before mentioned above, beforehand mentioned above, surpassed his inspired inspirers and masters, Edgar Allan Poe, Robert Frost, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow are his top three and his list is too long to actually list. Metal plays a huge role in his inspiration, especially Metallica, Pantera, Stone Sour, Slipknot, Five Finger Death Punch has written and published his four books, Temperament, Darkness, Behind the Twilight Bell, Death and Other Cold Things, and Roller Coaster Heart, which are in chronological order. Likens himself to Poe and Longfellow, mostly, however, likens himself with anyone that is truly blasphemous, especially Dante and John Milton. Graphic artist, since he picked up a crayon, taught himself to draw. He started writing at 17 years old, as far as poets go. Lord Byron, William Shakespeare, Shake a Stick, Oxford, uh, uh, Oscar Wilde of the Old Pen. Nevertheless, Edgar Allan Poe poisoned his blood with Gothic. The true hymn is psycho with a pen that is inspired by rainy nights and the dark superb graphic artist editor and book formatter inspired me to write my fourth book terrific tells the poetic core is my graphic artist who did my covers and illustrations for my for fourth my fourth and fifth books sacred sacred erotica reimagined and reinvented myths dedicated to Dedicated Terrific Tales of Poetic Horror and Sacred Sacred Erotica Reimagined and Reinvented Myths to him, among other masters of his genres. Thanks for everything you have done for me and inspired me as well. Jerry Langdon, I truly appreciate him and his poetry as well. He is a skillful master at making his own book covers and formatting them as well. Raven Cage, creator he is, not the devil's or the Christian's God's advocate, However, loves everything blasphemous, sacrilegious, and heretical. I am thankful that I found him and read lots of his poetry on Facebook and have been friends with him for years. Above is my dedication poem to Jerry Langdon. That's in peace. How awesome is that? Has he heard that piece? Uh, he hasn't heard me read it. He's read it. And he actually liked it a lot, too. So... I'm gonna. To I'm actually gonna to send him. Yeah, I'm gonna send the link. Uh, I also sent the link to Rich Orth as well. Uh, I, don't, I think he actually added you on Facebook. He was the first one I read. The last dedication, the last show I was on. Very cool. But, uh, hey, were you gonna read two tonight, baby? Yeah, if I got time. If not, that's sure. cool. Okay, cool. Hang on a second. Let me find the second one. Figure out what happened to it. Alright, hang on.
Alright, here we are. Okay, I got another dedication pump too. So you can see the flow and you can see how I'm actually talking about their life too. And so Alright, this one is uh just her name, it's Rochelle Derheim. Always loved poetry, absolutely adores and admires Edgar Allan Poe as her favorite poet. Maybe she draws inspiration from his writings. First started writing about a year and a half ago. Was in a really bad head-on car accident and almost died. Being laid up and in a wheelchair for two years, being in a very dark place, something inside her pushed her to write about it. Struggles emotionally and mentally with her past from abusive relationships to her accident, to insecurities that she has about herself from it all. Tried committing suicide three times. All, all of course, were unsuccessful. The true her is that she has a heart of gold, willing to help someone no matter what. Very optimistic for the most part, unless someone has hurt her that day. Even when others do wrong to her, she still goes out of her way to help them. Be overly nice. Then there are times or days when all she wants to do is hide in a dark place, away from everyone and everything. Writes as a way for her to cope and deal with her life, and curves it is constantly throwing at her. She doesn't have any books yet, but she aspires to at least have one book one day. She writes about her life, her experiences, her wants, her dreams, and she does write some erotica poetry, which she really enjoys. Truly talented poetess she is. Glad I found and added her on Facebook. Happy to have her as a friend as well. I absolutely love her poetry and everything about her as well. Thanks for sharing your poems on Facebook. For everyone to read, and especially myself, above is my dedication poem to the kind, sweet, optimistic, wonderful, lovely, gorgeous Rachel Durheim. That's in peace. Absolutely wonderful. What an amazing so heart much. you have, you know. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I'm trying to show, I actually saw a meme, and it said something about a, uh, they wish they they were a writer, and they said they wish that writers could actually write things about other people and not just themselves. And <laughs> I'm trying to show and give back, not just because of that meme, but uh, it was just that was before the meme. But I'm just trying to give back to and just uh, give praise to people that mean something to me, and you know, and I think they have something to offer to the world, you know, whether they're writers or artists, painters, or, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter what they are, exactly, but, so, I think it's, it's pretty cool, and I've done dedication poems before, but I'm doing them a little different this time, I took out a lot of the use, I'm trying to make it uh, third person instead of first and third and third, so, or first and second and third, so, person, but, I'm glad you like both my poems. I'm still looking forward to our conversation. If you want me to write, you want to later on. <laughs> I'm scared. And I can read it to you on your show. You scared? <laughs> I'm scared, but okay. Yeah. I, right, I can do it. I got to get you out of your comfort 
though, like you do with making the, giving this, uh, writing, uh, assignments and trying to get messy with writing, right? <laughs> That's my favorite <laughs> thing in the world. Who likes there messy things awesome. anyway, right? Yeah, that's right. Got to get messy. Got to get messy with your words. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks All so right. much for having me. Thanks for the show. Thanks for the platform. And I'll talk to you next week. Well, tell everyone how they can one. find you, baby. Tell everyone how oh, they yeah, can find sorry, you. Oh, yeah, sorry. I forgot. Yeah. This is Eric Shulman. You can find me on Facebook. at Eric Shulman. And that's what I have right now. So thanks awesome. again. And I'll we talk to you talk next week, Nyla. All right, honey. Yep. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right. Have a good one. Bye. All right, Mr. Eric. Our next caller comes from area code 216. 216, you're on the air. 216, are you with me? Can you hear me? I can. Hey, okay. Mama. Hi. <clears throat> Took me so long to punch in because I was trying to find something to read. I'm not oh. motivated to that. But I, I, I saw how happy you were with the puppies. I'm like, oh. wow, she, like, she didn't even meet us today. She's having fun with the puppies. <laughs> so could, you, could you hear him squeaking his little toy? I just heard the happiness in your voice. I heard that little squeaking. It wasn't bothering nobody. <laughs> but the happiness in your voice and that laugh, I hadn't heard in a long time. That genuine laugh. <laughs> I, I wasn't feeling any inspiration today. So I started digging through some stuff. And I just, I don't see where anything begins and anything ends. Because it's not even organized. It's, uh, it's just a bunch of stuff. I'll just start reading some papers that I found. If it makes sense, it's okay if it don't. We'll figure it out later. Did I tell you the puppy's name, Mama? Yeah, no, you didn't. She's, I'll, I'll show you a picture of her. But her name is, and my son named her, okay? Her name is Lady Ember Snow of House Spark. Lady Ember Snow of what? Of House Spark. Lady Ember Snow of House Spark. Yep. Okay. She goes by Ember. So we we call her we call her Ember, but yeah, her official name is Lady Ember Snow of House Spark. So definitely Game of Thrones fan going down there. (laughs) I said that's a title. Yeah. (laughs) So I bet she's cute. So you're gonna put you're gonna post pictures of her. I'll post some pictures of her. I had to just so because I've had a lot of people ask, so and so I'll just tell you because we have a minute here. Um, I had to get rid of my wolf puppy that I had because in order to license him here in Oregon, I have to show that my homeowner's insurance will cover him. And my homeowner's insurance said, "Are you out of your fucking mind? Uh, if you keep a wolf dog, then we are going to drop your insurance." So I couldn't oh, license wow. him. I couldn't. In order to get insurance that would cover him, it was going to cost me about anywhere between six and eight thousand dollars more a year than what I'm paying on homeowners insurance now, and so uh, there was no way that I could keep him. So I actually drove out to Cheyenne, Wyoming, and 
gave him to a new daddy. So James, one sapien, took my wolf dog and now has him in the pack with his wolf dogs. So we met in Cheyenne. He's doing great. We met in Cheyenne and we camped out. James and I camped out for a couple of days and let the puppies play together. And he took my Lakota and took him home with his wolves. And so your little Ember, she's not a part wolf? The one that I have now? Mm-hmm. No, That's she's Ember, right? Ember, yeah, Ember. She's like a little, she's like a little strange red and white cattle dog looking thing. She's really adorable with Cleopatra eyes. Yeah. So out there where James lives, he doesn't have to worry about the insurance and all that. No, no, it's no. Yeah. So and it was the hardest thing I ever did. But, yeah. Are you a little jealous that he fights that your dog is not even missing you or anything? What's that? Are you a little jealous that your dog is not even missing you? He's not crying for you or anything? Um, I'm I'm hoping he's a little sad, but I'm really hoping that, uh, <laughs> you know, he's he's got he's got Annie, which is a girl wolf, and with you know the, their second meeting, he was already trying to make babies with her. So, you know, I really don't think that mom is right on his mind right now. <laughs> I'm probably the last that's thing on good. his mind. <laughs> well, that's good. I think I would be a little sad if my dog wasn't even whimpering a little bit when I walked away or tried to follow, but. I yeah. guess he got his reason. <laughs> and you got your replacement. You sound so happy. Okay. Well, my son, this, the dog I have now, my son sent me home with. So it was it was his, and my son's going to be moving out here to Oregon. So, yeah, he sent me home with his puppy. It worked out well. Yeah. Well, happy time over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what I got here. I'm in a happy mood. I didn't put no happy poem. I was just happy for you because you sounded so happy. I love to hear you laugh like that. <laughs> oh, so, just carrying around this crazy little freaking pink dinosaur going squeak, 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 squeak. I'm trying to talk on the air and it's like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Okay. Okay, I don't know. Thought you knew I was running away from people like you. That's what I'm reading. It doesn't even have a beginning. I'm just, like, pulling up some papers. I don't even know where to begin there. So it sounds disorganized and unorganized and disoriented because it is. All right, so this, this page says, thought you knew I was running away from people like you who smell like old shoes and tobacco. Deeply affected me to see a child have a tantrum. That is why I could never like the one named Ezekiel. I wonder how he turned out. That's why I could never like the one called Ezekiel. I wonder how he turned out. They never cared for each other. His other brother doted over me. The other one played the other one played princess till mommy came home. Did not have really been a child because it made too much sense. I mean like Liking me and all, but that was my excuse. Now I bet you will go back and tell your Jesus on me. Maybe you were just angry, an angry angel, like Lucifer, 
that's why the biblical name, the best day is when I fell on the floor. The best day is when I fell on the floor beside you and had a tantrum with you. There are too many starving children who could use that peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> that sounds like excerpts to me when I was a nanny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all the kids, both of the kids like me except for Ezekiel. Oh, God, that's funny. So, <laughs> I'll follow the story and have a tantrum with them. <laughs> I love it when you tickle yourself. You're giggling. You get the little. You get the little snicker. I mean, your 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 snicker and your giggle is the cutest thing in the world. Because it wouldn't make any sense if I didn't. I mean, I'm just reading stuff. That was a page. I don't even know what the rest of it is, and I didn't even realize what I was reading until I got to the end. Well, I heard his <laughs> name. Ezekiel on the floor had a tantrum with him. That's all he did. Had tantrums all the time. The other little princess would play princess, and the other little boy he was crazy about me, but Ezekiel, he was suddenly <laughs> always upset. Couldn't get him to do nothing. So that was funny. Let me see what this one says. Awakened by words that won't allow me to sleep. Words surfing on the waves of my lyrical. Words surfing on the waves of my lyrical mind. Writing them on paper before they slip back in time. Words buried in my dreams, surfing at the perimeters of my memory lane, calling me by my other name. I feel the chill of the ocean as I write in the dark. Laying on a sandy beach, I pray for my own portion. Deadlines cause me to leave. I am not keeping deadlines. The nerve of them that want me to keep deadlines that I grieve. Words of grief. Again, awaken me to chill on this desolate beach. I had no time for meeting deadlines, for I have been forsaken. I cannot get warm out here. I cannot go back into the shelter where the nuns lonely heat. Dinner at six, if you're not there, you don't eat. Surrounded by the vastness of the ocean, whirlpools. I go in for a final cleanse. Something swims under me, powerful. Warm and strong, he snuggles with me and keeps me warm, stabilizing my memory. I write my life out on another sheet of paper, elaborating. I scribe about another time at my own pace, spiteful yet. I forget about the noise. I forget about the nose on my face. I forget about the nose on. I forget about the nose on my. What is that? I forget about the nose of my faith theory, the wonders still of defiance of the deadlines never met. Another page, another stanza or verse, unrehearsed, the poetry of my life. This poem is merely an account of many phases, another of the numerous humorous phases of my life. I guess that's the one, you know, that's the end, but that's the end. So, I guess. So, that's it. <laughs> oh, that was awesome, Mama. Was it? I don't even know. So, yeah, what are you, what are you doing right now, by the way? 
uh, looking through these pet forms and trying to pull a whole one together. And uh, but I got a book here that I could have read. I could have read a reverse. I got the book of my favorite American poem. Well, I am having I line. It. I'm having line issues right now. We're having. We've only okay. got a couple lines coming into the studio, and they're working on getting okay, the lines up. So, do you want to hang out with me for a little bit? Yeah, I'll do a re a reverse. No wait, I, I have another uh, caller to bring on. I want you to just hang out with me. Oh, you got and then, you can, oh, you can and, the line okay. Yeah, let's bring another caller on, and then if I if I get or we don't have any other lines to bring on, I'll have you read another one. Okay, I'll, I'll do a, a, some reverse like we used to do on Sundays. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead okay. and grab our next caller, which comes from area code eight four eight. Eight four eight, you are on the air with myself and our our uh, temporary guest host hanging out with us for a minute, Aqu- Vicky Aqu- Aqua Vicky. <laughs> hey, oh, can you hear me? We can hear you. You can. Yes. Y- yes. Okay. Oh, cool. I get to do a read. I get to do a set. You just said something on the freaking idiot book. So excellent. You just posted something on Idiot Book, like your lines are in trouble and you can call in. This is correct, <laughs> yes? Because so I have to keep my phone plugged in. I have to check out my new area codes. I got, you know, an idiot cell phone. Okay, cool. I get to do a set. Oh, this is awesome. It is so good to hear from you. It's been a while. And even calling in, you know, I have to make sure new area new area code and make sure the phone's plugged in and well yeah it's it was never easy to call call in you know computer and that whole thing well yeah and i'm not in control of that i you know call in if i'd like some instant phone thing like star trek <laughs> transporter i'd call in if calling in wasn't you know what do i know i'd call in you know if you had a show every day of the week i'm not in control of anything with this nonsense. Okay, this is great. I could use the practice. Six, seven, eight. Physicians compromise the disappointing diagnosis. Implementing faith will justify the predetermined moment of natural expiration as they distance themselves from the closing of the eyes. Faith justifies the common misfortune faith, ego, and apologies and the responsible opportunistic closure of a trade-off tragedy for those denied the healing rain and a hundred miles from where the visions of heaven relate to rest and along the roadside there's twelve cornstalk crosses that line the guidelines like a remnant glint, a muted glare, the protector deities are housed in a listening tear relinquished in a sense of imminent forgiveness and forgiveness. That's the word. No, that's the word that turns the world that heals the earth. There's a funeral. There's a funeral procession in the rear view mirror. It's compromised of three cars and a truck of fresh sod and projected upon noble sorrow. They internalize forgiveness and the actualized blessings, a redemption of after silence a hesitant glare breaks upon the hollow air. The evasive daylight resolves its sacrifice. You're humanized in the creator's image of likeness, 
a burial mask of darkened windows. They drive past with lights on, elapsed in a fragmented resolve, as close as close can be, dispersed in the fading sight lines of the passing lane. And of this world, or maybe for this world only, these thoughts of heaven are little more than conjecture. So beset the common ground with acceptance and remembrance. Comply with the no man's land that appeases the respired obligation. Enclosed without being surrounded, as if they could deny the depleted sky. I'm glad you put that thing on the internet. It's tripping out, you know. What are you doing? <laughs> Besides the radio internet show. You want to hear live I'm, debate? Let's yell it. Freaking thing. Ah, cool. Filibuster. Yes, ma'am. I'm here. How can I help you? Hi. This show's a pisser. <laughs> How are Fucking you, Gregory? awesome. Oh, I'm all right. I'm doing studying opera, like creative world or, you know, like real world. No, day gigs kick. Monmouth University is taking advantage of their opera program and, you know, all the other hustle. But we kind of leaving that behind. Doing a lot of improvs at the local, you know, what would be the St. Nasbury. And then the library gig. And whatever, 88,460 88, Spotify streams and the, just turned to 3 million YouTube views. So that's you, pretty uh, nauseating. Did you start that's dating a barista? Stuff. Did you start dating um, a barista? Did you start dating I'm sorry? a barista? <laughs> did I start did dating start a breastplate? A barista. You know, like a restless? A girl from Starbucks. Oh, Maggie. Maggie Brown? The girl from Starbucks. Did you start dating her? Did she call in? I don't know. I'm just saying that because you're talking so fast. Oh. She, she, well. she said, did you date a barista? Did you date a barista? I'm talking <laughs> fast because it's not my time to hog up. It's your show. I, I'm, I'm giving you would I'm talk giving, fast I'm giving you not to be love. indulgent. <laughs> yeah, would, you would talk fast to keep things moving. I could talk slow, but that's dippy. Well, we're having I know. issues. You can, you can talk slow. Yeah, I noticed. Okay. Oh, cool. Now, all that fat head hustle stuff. Now, they have their problem. It just makes people myopic. And it's, it's all right. She said, been studying opera. And here's the reason why. There was an article in the New York Times, et cetera. Neil Young compressed files, healing frequencies, et cetera. MP3s, you know, all this stuff's basically dead. There's no real live sound through the Internet, through all these new distribution areas. So the one person discovers that Mozart might – or Mozart worked the best in music therapy for healing frequencies, et cetera. So now we're kicking around, you know, because we have to reinvent everything. So we figure, well, opera, okay, it's organic. But you would consider it a wind instrument, but it's really not. It's more like a hollow instrument. So when you cliche and you goof on opera, right, you do that low kind of thing like opera, low, but that's more like a cello sound. 
So we would equate opera with more of a hollow-bodied instrument, cello, violin. Okay, now you can always separate the music from the human aspect because Tchaikovsky is always going to be Tchaikovsky. So now you have two separate things. You can put aside all the music in the opera and just concentrate on the human element, which is unpredictable. Even though it's perfect and rehearsed, it still has to come from an initiative, you know, breath control, et cetera. So somewhere in that, we're trying to figure out, like, not tone or key, which is, you know, because I've only been in about three so far, personally, because we want to create this theory to keep things moving, excuse me. So that's what we're kicking around. Like, how in opera is the human voice generating would be a therapeutic or a healing frequency. That's what I'm working on. Pretty. That's what we do all day. You need any mushrooms? Don't you live where, like, mushrooms are legal? <laughs> <laughs> Mushrooms this are is hard. Yeah, you know, this is foreign to who? This is common speak to us. Hey, did you see that Quentin Tarantino thing? No. The Hollywood the Hollywood movie? No. It's 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 a pisser. It's a real piece of work. It's absolutely it's really layered outrageous. Really outrageous. What else you see? Okay, Santana. Starts the show. No, the drums are going around. They were about less than 12 minutes in. Drums and stuff. The first time he hits the guitar, not say like a single lead line, but like a two-string chord, lightning breaks. But lightning doesn't break to the right or the left of the stage, even though it's way in the background. It breaks directly in the center of the to the center of the stage, kind of where he's standing like right mm-hmm. in the center of his yarmulke. And it was the day after they the Woodstock thing. They played in Bethel the night before. So it was, you know, Santana, Doobie Brothers, you know, local Woodstock thing. And, uh, you know, where we were, you know, you gasped, like, whoa. And a lot of people were seeing, like, the Grateful Dead skull with the lightning and, and all. We're like, damn, the first, right on the one. And as soon as he hits the guitar chord, lightning breaks right to the center of his yarmulke. It's freaking awesome. <laughs> and Beck is absolutely brilliant. So here's Beck, you know, basically a, a acoustic stuff. So him, guitar, bass, drums, right? Those are your um, human instruments. But then he has the two stations set up. And this was the most brilliant thing. This was like five to seven line jazz, like let alone like Berkeley knowledge. This was so meticulously orchestrated. We had no idea. It was one of the better things of the season. I mean, absolutely freaking brilliant. Freaking Beck, like no note uncalled for. Everything beyond orchestrated. So we were pretty blown out by that. So those are two good stories. I know Bruce is always walking around. He's always in Bruceville. He's the best, but that's part of being around. Yes, ma'am. You want to hear it? Yeah, of course. So I'm I'm in. Listen. Hang on. Listen to this. (laughs) 
can do it and we can but or and somebody's gonna spend you know three hours ironing it out so it, it's definitely collaborative this was easy to do you know we patched work a studio together and the timing was good everybody went their separate ways so and then you have to get the right job. people i don't know did i did I, I'll send you the stuff even if I didn't send it to you. If I sent it to you already, I'll send you the last stuff we did. I don't even have a context of a timeline. But yeah, we keep thinking of doing more recordings. But once again, now you can't do that alone. Somebody's going to spend a couple hours putting it all. Uh, you know what I mean? I don't know. I do all and, my own recordings and mixing and. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. What do you, you know? I do. I do. Yeah, everybody does. That's why everything's. You know, I'm not saying you know. I don't want to be you know cold, but yeah, there's, you know, not everybody knows what they're doing, and there's a lot of ego involved. So we have the right people around. You can do anything. So <laughs> these people you, know what they're I doing. Called me an amateur. Yeah, guard <laughs> nonsense. Everything's out of folks. Nobody enunciate properly. Yeah, I'm going to record with someone who's never seen Bob Dylan in concert. Yeah, right. You Sorry. I've We're all radio dude, I'm old. I've, you've worked in radio since I was 18. You know, I've been, back, know. I've, I've been backstage my whole life. <laughs> I hear Yeah, We're in, yeah. I am old, you know, so. What am I doing now? So. Primary hair, keep health keeping, but yeah, record. I'll send you. I don't know what I sent you last. There's some other kind of new stuff. What was the one? Six seventy. Send you stuff about like the planet chicken and stuff. Did I send you all the comedy nonsense? Would you remember? I don't think I have that. No. Really? I'm surprised. That's all like. I should know where to send it. I should still have. Oh, well, that's new. Where do I send it? The Just what the name the, of the show is? Yeah, the Speakeasy Cafe. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. What you know? Cool. I'm glad you posted that. I'm glad I get got to do a set. 
So, so we've I, been performing I, I, a lot. You're talking about you're talking about people with egos, right? So I have to do this now, Mama. You just have to bear with us, okay? So have you ever heard one of my recordings? I've heard you his voice. Heard Can you send voice. it to me? No, I'm going to play one for you. Oh, great. All right. Send it to just, me. I'll just, bounce it all just, around. No, no, I'm going to play it for you right now. I know. I said if you send me it, I'll pass it out to everyone. Oh, no, you don't need to do that. Just, I just want you to know I'm not an amateur. <laughs> Maybe I, did I allude, am. But I didn't allude that to you. <laughs> I alluded it to the, the general populace because, you know, we all have to defend our myth. And it's fairly competitive. Well, you can you can make up it's your sorta. own mind. This I is, mean, I'm not. This is one that okay. I had really fun with. This is one I had really fun with because I put a lot, of, a lot of gobbledygook in it. So you ready? Good. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Here you go. Dreams come knocking. Through the keyhole of a door so long closed, cloistered in repose, I drink ink like bourbon, straight up, hold the rose. The locks drawn in crayon rattle on the walls as I wander the halls, picking paper wallflowers to wear in my hair. I know you're there. Words buzz around me like insects pecking at my dark glasses. After a while, they fall. And then, there is no noise at all. Round and round. It comes and goes. Waiting outside, naked, shadow-clothed. Lips like footsteps. Like a newspaper on the welcome mat, with no arms to tap, tap, tap. They just lay there on the floor, delivering words, but never more. Never once is there a reaching for the unlocked door. Nothing as hard as it seems. As the bedroom
Okay, now you can say you've heard one of mine. <laughs> well, thank you. Excellent. <laughs> now um, you'll... Is that the first time you heard it? Pardon me? Huh? Is it the first time you heard any of yours? I wouldn't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah. You know, on he's the moment. Been, he's only been calling in since our very first show 13 years ago. I know. Ago. How I would never know that. That was, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, thanks for letting me call in. Oh, we love that, sweetie. Oh, yeah, you know, we're, you we're in New Jersey. There's a, you know, ton of places to play out. It's a little... Actually, the place is really Asbury's like a focus. Really weird these days. Like, it's the the Jonas Brothers filled the filmed the Toyota commercial for MTV and stuff. All kinds of wacky nonsense going on around here. But there's a lot of uh, people playing out. There's there's just it's really it's a pretty tight community. Actually, it's relatively supportive. That's so, awesome. And, and I, it's it's definitely cool. So we're into it. We're easier than most. And, you know, age comes into it. And, you know, the whole everything's shot. So the whole next level stuff's, you know, a mess. But, yeah, it's a little bubble buzz going on. But, you know, the local just has the best sound. And it's been going on for a while. And, you know, it's an epicenter, that's for sure. I, I wouldn't put it down. So what were we saying? Yeah, and, you know, there's all, all kinds right. of degrees. Am I done? Yep, tell everyone how to How's your you neighborhood? Awesome. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Is any of that still real? Hellbook? That retarded Cambridge Analytical Hell site? Just register like to vote. Tell her, yeah, tell everyone to go to headcount, register to vote, get real. Enough, you know, where do you, yeah, I'm, I'm here. I call in all the time. Isn't, I feel found. Do I sound lost? Not at all. <laughs> all right, oh, Greg, you can find me on Creepbook. Okay, let me go. Hey, thanks. That was a quick one. I appreciate it. I love you guys. <laughs> I love you too. I wow. Trump's a fucking Nazi. What do you want me to say? Everybody knows that. Dude's a fucking wow. douchebag. Cool. We're easy. Oh. All right. Okay. Bye, did I win? Did I win my AR-16? <laughs> did I win my assault no, rifle call-in drugging yes, number? Uh, <laughs> be kind. Okay. I love you guys. Cool. I'll love call in guys. whenever I can. Bye. You know that. Right. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> that was Gregory Shorts, Mama. Have you ever listened to him uh, before? I, I, yes. Yes. Because I've heard him uh, many times on your program. As his voice is very distinctive. Plus, mm-hmm. he's a riot. He's a riot. Yeah, he's on mushrooms. He's on he's mushrooms. Been, <laughs> he's been calling. He's like that all the time. All the time. There's never I, I an know. off with him. Yeah, yeah that, I got a whole community of people that he would probably fit right in. They all love, love those mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> he's a riot. Yeah, but I love I love that track you played of his. Uh, and he was like kind of saying the over over top of it, yeah, there in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> That was awesome. So, that was awesome. And you go are, ahead. I was saying, you know, I'm getting on you now. How does somebody, somebody can be the first time they ever heard your piece when they've been knowing you know. up 10 years? I don't wow. know. Wow. You got to do better. <laughs> uh, I have more fun listening to you guys. 
I could have picked that a better track because time. that wasn't produced real well. I should have picked a better one. That wasn't a very good example. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and grab our next caller, Mama. We have a caller from area code 202. 202, you're on the air. Hello, how are you? I am awesome. How are you doing? Hey, sweetie. Hey, guys. Uh, How are you? We're good. It's good to hear from both of you. King Cadence and Zena Storm in the building. Yes, ma'am. We have Mama hanging out with us tonight. (laughs) She's a wonderful person to hang out with. Yes, indeed. <laughs> How are you, Mama? I'm glad to hear your voice. Yes. How are you feeling? I'm not feeling that um, great, but I'm, I'm getting perked up here, listening to friends come through and making Nyla laugh and making me laugh, so... <laughs> So what's going on with you two? Well, we hosted our poetry hour last night. We'll be back on in two weeks. We also hosted DSR, and we're just going wherever there's poetry, the usual. And what did you bring Indeed. us tonight? Oh, it depends on what King Kings would like us to do. Um, I think we'll do the piece out of the letter all. Okay. Okay. The letter O. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh-oh. <laughs> In Washington, D.C., born and raised, when the playground was the first time I noticed your face, forever embedded like yesterday, the overcast against midsummer's heat, I found your smile rendering me speechless. Your eyes dancing, showing music within before you and uttering that note, goodness, that note, her. It was like harps mixed with good news and found money and dinner as fast food. Her lips 24.1 seconds into content before I gathered that she was talking to me. Um, hello. Normally with a good grasp on words, my thoughts abandoned me leaving me mid-fumbling for the next smooth line to drop right about now. And I said, um, well, hi. Funny, my heart was pounding, eyes searching. Every person standing around it with shaky confidence. I announced before all listening, your name, Cadence. The palm sweating as she stepped closer. Our toe tips touching eye to eye. I searched for the perfect line. Ah, hell, I got nothing. She attempted to pivot, giving me a whiff of that hair that smacked me as she was spinning. I grasped for the rips almost with a foolish intent. Her pausing to shoot me a glare of acknowledgement that was so intense. She was not conceited, but she was quite convinced. In that moment of truth, I took her in mentally. From hair to shoes, her lip corners to the smile curves that seemed amused. And again, that sweet voice invaded my thoughts when she said, Could you please move? As if a choir erupted without warning, hordes of children taking time as the soundtrack to my collapse of a not yet maxed this wreck of an attempt to interact has been brought to you by the letter 
Oh. Oh. <laughs> my God. I've seen some things like this similarly. There had been a time of quite recently I was out shopping. Thought I'd stop and get a snack to eat. There's a stand at the outdoor market that we like to shop when the weather is optimal. And I picked up a package of Cheetos. I wanted to dip them in chocolate ever so delicately and take a little lick while sitting by a fountain didn't know that he was watching me. I observed as a glob of chocolate hit my bottom lip, my chin, and then my top. The brother from across the parkway was looking at me, and I didn't realize it until I saw him say, and his mouth was formed perfectly in that letter O. He was wondering how I was going to clean myself up and how it would go. Well, being a lady, I used my napkin. I dabbed my lips and then my chin. But I took my index finger and got what it dropped between my cleaves, put it inside of my mouth oh so slowly. I licked it away as he looked at me. There seemed to be a crowd of men now. They're all standing round. Everyone has that letter O shape on their mouth. He's King's Cadence. I'm Gina Storm. Together we're Storm's Cadence. That's our piece. <laughs> Go ahead, Mama. That was so clever. I loved it. Oh, did I love it. <laughs> and uh, the part when uh, King, uh, King Caden said, um, I said, hi, how are you? <laughs> now, I have to say, you guys, you guys had me on that poem until you bought a bag of Cheetos and dipped it in chocolate. And I, I did. You lost. No, no, not, I was, not, 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 not Cheetos. Cheetos. What? It's like Mexican oh. donut sticks. Okay, okay, good. Because all I was uh, was just picturing you dipping a Cheetos in chocolate, and I, I was just so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm that so sounds glad. disgusting. Now <laughs> I'm back. Now I'm back. <laughs> I'm thinking. Yeah, I, I got it, girl. That that would make me cringe. I don't I don't even I can't remember the last time I had a Cheeto. No, they're so bad. They're so bad. No, no. Cheeto, Cheeto. That's why I'm sitting I'm sitting there picturing it. You're you have a bag of Cheetos in one hand and chocolate and you're dipping your Cheetos in the chocolate and then it drips on your shirt and you're holding this Cheeto and I'm just thinking, I can't do it. I can't do it. No. That 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 the whole poem and the and the and the uh, Collab and everything. <laughs> and then my name begins with O, so, you know, I was just loving it. Absolutely. It fantastic. <laughs> okay. Oh, thank okay. you, guys. We're Waffle House sisters again. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm glad I didn't ruin it for us. <laughs> so, do you guys want to read another one? Oh, sure. What do you want to do, King? Um, we will do House of Cards. All right. Uh, watching you for all this time has been quite beneficial for my mental. I've seen your tirades of bad pleas and haters understanding in the haze of sorts. <gasps> so we question what's on that signed paper of yours. I'm praying more because your claim to fame is to grab them where they enter. Of course. Do you get what you have started? People have embraced this heartless, and I'm trying my hardest not to join this 
squashing of problematic dramatics that only exist through your fear tactics. Oh, this could be settled with usage of just a little tenderness. I said Otis would have advised us that we use just a little tenderness. Common courtesy for the next man, not actions on camera for witness benefits. Live the dual existence and actions exhibited pretty much is nothing more than a hypocrite. Do you not feel, can you not see the suffering and the amount of hope that you kill, the darkness you inspire if you do it, then your followers will. Seems to have a clue source children are being killed as practicing drills, and the only thing that you have to be passionate about is the wall you wanted to build. I'm watching this never-ending episode of a horror story that I can't wait in 2020 to collapse like a house of cards. That house of cards that right now is been erected, unfortunately, everyone who matters in this country is being neglected. There's a chosen selected group that are able to play in the reindeer games, you see. They are the ones who are following the man who has all the cards, and we have to change that on election day. It's one of those situations where there are few in power and many who suffer. And we've seen this the first time when I saw babies in cages. I never saw anything as egregious except for reenactments of slavery. So this is the, one of those things that lets you know our country's going backwards. I don't think this is what was meant when making America great again was first being enchanted. I'm sorry. I can't watch the news anymore because I can't stomach it. So that House of Cards has to come down and collapse if we're going to move forward. It's up to us. We have the power. And the election that's next. King's Cadence, Gina Storm, or Storm's Cadence, and that's our piece. Go ahead, Bama. I had myself on mute because I was just basically making noises all through it. Go ahead, Gina. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Wait to wait to wait to wait to rant. Wait to rant. And you put it out there. And it is it's you know what? And it's just so just so disgusting. And it seems like everybody's just bobbleheads. They just sit there and go, Well, we don't know what to do here. and they making jokes every day. Now I'm tired of hearing Trump jokes. It's it's not funny mm-hmm. anymore. It's just no, not funny not. anymore. You know, all these comedians have a good time. You know, what who who the hell's in charge? I mean, it's just like madness that You know, yeah. one thing after It was sad yesterday. You, you know how they mark the anniversary of 9-11 every year, and it's been 18 years. And when you right. see the, the sitting president, um, he seemed to be confused as to he what was taking place. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, he didn't acknowledge he was doing something. He was like a deer trapped totally. in the headlights. I'm like, does he not know the significance of that day? I mean, I do understand that that had a lot to do with him because the Twin Towers is where he had, you know, now defunct businesses that he had probably filed bankruptcy on for anyway. And this, for him, was actually a financial come up. But for the rest of America, that was one of the saddest days in modern history. So it's really sad when when an elected official who's supposed to be um, the leader of the free world it's closing on a day when this entire he's country is grieving. He's always dancing with the enemy, put it like that. And, uh, yes, and that indeed. Day was yes, indeed. 
But that was a great piece, and I'm really, uh, you know, glad to see that, you know, that it's going to be archived on Naira's show because we're going to have to go back to that date one day and say, you know, remember when Gina and Kate came on and told y'all about all that was going on and nobody was listening? Mm-hmm. Better start listening. Yeah. Thank you, Mama O. We appreciate you so yeah. much. Awesome. All right, you guys, tell everyone how they can come find you. You sure you don't want to do this? Yeah, I've not done them all. (laughs) Okay. Um, Let's see. You can find me at uh, King's Cadence, creatively spelled as with a K, K K-A-D-E-N-C-E. Um, you can also find us on um, the group page for our other for our other show, the uh, Cadence Storm Poetry Hour featuring Desire. Um, you can find Gina Storm on her page, and it is spelled exactly well with an E. Gina with an E. <laughs> yeah, um, and she has numerous um, pages in which. She fills up with her, you know, with her stormtroopers. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And uh, you can find us any place where there's poetry and where they're supporting. And, uh, that's about it. Yes. We're the poets who love poetry. Thank you again for having us, Nyla. Love you, Mama O. <laughs> Mama, do you call poetry. into their show when it's on? Oh, wherever I am. They are wherever they are. I am. I, we, we follow each other around. <laughs> yes, we spot. do. Okay, put it like that. <laughs> we hit the spot. She said they're the poets that love poetry, and that's that's what sums it up. And I'm the mother of poetry, so I have to follow my kids yes, around. Yes, indeed. Yes, you are. <laughs> All right. So All right, you guys. Great job tonight. Thank you so much. You're welcome. We'll be back next week. Thanks for having us. You are very welcome. Love you guys. Love you too. All right. Let's go ahead. And you still good to hang out for a bit, Mom? Oh, yeah. I'm down for the count, baby. Awesome. All right. So let's go ahead and bring on. I want to let 757 know you are not in the lineup. 757, if you want to come on the air, please press one and then we will be able to bring you on. Let's go ahead and grab area code 346. 346, you're on the air. Good evening. Hey, sweetie. How are you? I am fabulous. Oh, you didn't do it really crazy loud this week, and that was so nice on my ears. Thank you. (laughs) Because she's been getting in trouble. Has she? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That that was very good. It was very good on my ears. I heard her admit it. She says, I'm not going to do it loud anymore because I've been getting in trouble about breaking people's (laughs) eardrums. It is so good to hear from you, sweetheart. Yes. Thank you. Oh, look at her. Trying to act all subdued. Look at her. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, man. Sweet, sweet southerness. 
So thank you for having me. <laughs> we love so adorable. you. you can, be, you can be yourself. We're not going. We're not going to get you. You can be yourself. <laughs> Always. You know, the men, the, the men always argue over that's my mama, that's my mama. And I, I always tell them, I say, you, you know, she has her daughters too. But you see, Nyla and I can just enjoy her being our mama and not argue about it whatsoever. Um, we love her. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's just the boys. You know, they got that ego thing going, but it's okay. We don't need to talk about that right now. <laughs> what, you got, what, what you got for us, sweetie? Um, so something kind of tongue-in-cheek. It's called Catwoman Meets Robin. Okay. <laughs> Catwoman Meets Robin. Right. Okay. Um, so it goes like this. Catwoman. Wait, 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 wait. Is Catwoman meeting Batman's Robin? Right. Okay. You know, it's Batman (laughs) and Robin, but she's only meeting Robin. Okay, got it, got it. Right. All right, so it's Catwoman meets Robin. All right. So Catwoman discovers Robin in a secret location. Batman was on an adventurous mission by himself. She began to use her feline wiles upon him as she purred and whispering sweet meows in Robin's ears. Robin tried his best to resist her. Conjuring all the information Batman had instructed him to do. Continuing to focus on his assignment, Robin was actually falling victim to her feline behavior. She begins rubbing against Robin like a cat, throwing her arms around his neck and her legs between his. Robin was able to muster enough self-control to push her off of him. He asked her, what is it she wanted? She replied, I want to make an alliance with you. Meow, partners. You see, Robin, Joker plans to destroy the world. We can't wait for Batman's return. Come with me now. As they are traveling to the Joker's hideout, Catwoman explains to Robin Joker's diabolical plans. They find Joker in his hideout. Catwoman distracts him with her feline sensuousness, Robin is able to disarm the nuclear warhead, then attack Joker from behind. Robin slaps the cups on as Catwoman begins to purr. Robin is 
escorting Joker to the patrol car just as Batman shows up. Catwoman slides out of the back window of the Joker's hideout, and Batman thanks Robin for a job well done in his absence. To be meowed. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, and peace. I almost got kind of scared on where that one was going. <laughs> oh, that was great. Mama? I enjoyed the ride, but I didn't, I didn't go to the end of the journey because I still don't know. I don't know where we went. I don't know. I mean, I followed the whole thing. I had fun following it, but it's like, I don't know where we went. Can somebody tell me the moral of the story? And so she, um, Catwoman sees that Joker is going to destroy the world, but Batman is is off doing some other assignment. So she approaches Robin to help her in uh Stopping the Joker from destroying the world. Okay. So she distracts. So, so she distracts the Joker, um, being all sexy and stuff. And while the Joker is, you know, watching Catwoman and interacting with Catwoman, Robin sneaks in and disarms the bomb that the Joker is going to use to destroy the world. And then after he he disarms the bomb, then um, he attacks Joker and um, he gets him under control and he puts on the handcuffs and he's walking him out. And just as he's walking him out, Batman shows up and Batman thinks... Um, Robin has done this all on his own, and Catwoman slides out the back window uh, without <laughs> being seen by Batman. And so the end of the story is, um, it's to be continued. So something, <laughs> something more, something, something more is going to happen between Catwoman and Robin, or maybe something's going to happen between Catwoman and Batman. We shall see. Or maybe no something's wonder. just going to happen with Catwoman. But, you no know, wonder. just going to have to wait okay. for, for the next. Got to wait for the, the sequel. Yes. All right, then. As I said, I was on the journey, but just didn't know where, where we ended up. So <laughs> but I kept on seeing a lot. I kept on seeing it in, like, in comic book form. Like, when she would do a part, I would see, like, Kabam. Right. Uh, Kahoot. I see, meow, meow. I mean, I was seeing all these, like, different, you know, like, what with these things when they do the comic book and each comic, right. you know, picture. So now we got to go but, to the next phase. That was really cool. Thank you. Um, you well, Mama, you, you would probably remember well much better than me, but uh, when I was very small is when um, the Batman series first came on. And I was just taken by. I would go screaming through the the house when the when the music started, you know, na 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 na
and and I I would just go screaming through the house, um, and and then, you know, like slide into in front of the TV by the time you know the music ended, um, so you know, as a small child, my imagination was was completely captured, and I think I've seen, um, two or three of the Batman. Man movies, but you know when I was with my ex husband, we didn't go to the movies much, and I was with him like thirty years, so there's thirty years worth of movies I pretty much haven't seen, but I did see a couple of them, so anyway, um, so do you guys want a second piece or go ahead, oh okay, so this is called stage play. A stage play map, fake as can be. Too afraid to be real because they just might have to change their evil ways. Lies, distorted facts running wild. Someone told me God is still in control yes in heaven but on this earth it's Satan that controls mankind for we gave Satan the keys in the garden so long ago since then we have listened to all of his lies truth is now dismiss as lies and lies are upheld as truth. Darkness grips mankind's heart and soul. Nobody's willing to take a stand for justice and righteousness. Love is just a joke in someone's playbook. Hearts used for game couldn't care about the hurt or the pain. Everyone is only acting out a part in the stage play called life. God wasn't in control when the slaves were stolen from Africa. He wasn't in control when the indigenous people of America were slaughtered and set upon dead land. God wasn't in control when Jim Crow laws were enacted and blacks hung from trees as the whites took pictures and they smiled and laughed. God isn't in control when children are raped and murdered by these sex trafficking rings. God isn't in control when humanity turns their back on God's words and his love. That's all Satan's doings. When will mankind see that Satan's lies are what brings hurt, pain, and devastation? When will people pull off their masks and stop this masquerade? Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen. And peace. From Batman to Satan, with not a far jump. 
Do me a favor, Amelia. Tell everyone how they can come find you. You can find me on Facebook under Amelia T. Davis. E-M-I-L-I-A T-D-A-V-I-S or under Poetical Angel Queen. Or you can Google me under Amelia. Or you can find me here just about every Thursday night with Nyla. Okay. Well, um, I wanted to just say one thing about that piece. It was really, you know, um, pointing out a lot of things. But do we really think that God doesn't allow certain things to happen for certain reasons? He's still in control, but he allows things to happen. I don't think Satan can really outdo God. He might have done some things, and God might have let him do it. But that's just my comment on the piece. I, I don't ever want to well, think that he's totally in charge of anything. Even though well, it's, this particular person in office right. is kind of sometimes we lose <laughs> our faith. <laughs> it, well, I say he's demonic, but we could talk about that some other time, Mama. But um, but it says in the Bible that you know, Satan um, roams this earth and, you know, um, he's the one that's in in control of the earth because, you know, humanity um, allowed him in through um, Eve eating the apple. But anyway, um, I will inbox you and we can continue to have this conversation in our inbox. I love you, Mama. I respect you highly. I think you are the most wonderful woman in the world. I really, really do. And I'm so glad you were on the line tonight. Well, thank you for giving us a food for thought. And um, uh, it was an awesome piece. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Blessings, y'all. Next <laughs> poet up is Stan would say. Thank you, Amelia. We love you, honey. Love you too. Later, Gator. I'm going to go sit on the couch. Okay. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 863. 863, you're on the air. Oh, um, hello, Nyla. This is Noreen. Hello, Noreen. And hello, hello, um, Mama. Hello, Nyla. Oh, good to hear you. It's good to hear from you too, uh, Mama and and Nyla. <laughs> yes, yes. I heard you week before last. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, thank good to you. Carrying on your legacy. What yes. do you have for us tonight? Okay. Um, I got um. First, I I'll read one of Gary's poems. Okay. And this one is called "Occupy the World." And I um I remember when he wrote this. He wrote this for um and 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 Nyla. And this was uh and this poem was ref- the young lady was referring to her, and and the man was referring to um the governor. Yeah, the governor. Her, okay. The governor in, in Oregon. Okay. This called Occupy the World. Occupy A the young world. lady famous for intuition was summoned to the governor's mansion one day. Upon arrival, wow, it's a privilege to be 
beckon to come to a man of power on this day of occupation. Come in, he said. Your advice is honest and true, I hear. The world is in upheaval, and I know not what to do. She said, Sir, sit down. A pan of potatoes I will make for you. When they are done before you, I set the pot. Now clearly, I'm watching you, not taking a sample from the pot. Now, as I sit beside you, I can see on the glass tabletop a piece of potato streak from the piece of potato you dropped. When the stream from the pot is gone, leave some potatoes for your guests and friends. Then you may put the lid on the pot. Gotta go now. One your friends. Goodbye. Remember capitalization. G- Gary Snyder. <laughs> that was back when I was was do, at the Occupy movement, and I was doing the camp yes. cooking, and there was a picture of me standing in the governor's office. I remember <clears throat> that. Yes. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> it was awful. It was awful. <laughs> yep. I'm so glad you shared that. I, you know, I almost, I almost had forgot about him writing that one. Wow, that, that was amazing. That uh, I yes. love him so much. I'm so glad yes. you shared him. I'm, I'm, I am too, because I will never let him be forgotten, and oh, his no. pork be yeah. either. There's no way it was could be. Mm-hmm. Was that a picture? Yeah. Prom? No, it was just a picture I posted. I posted a couple pictures. There was a picture of me in the camp um, cooking. I was actually making a, doing, uh, putting potatoes and some chicken noodle soup I was making for everybody at the Occupy mm-hmm. movement. I was in the camp. And then there was a picture I posted where I was actually standing in the governor's office at a podium talking. Okay. That was a yeah. nice, really nice piece. Yeah. You read it really well. You read it just like he would want it to be read. Mm-hmm. I love my Gary. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. and he's awesome. I'm, and I know he's right here listening. He's right here. Yeah. Yes, he is. Cause so I what did you bring there, my love? Okay, I brought, I'm not sure yet, but I got the title called The Entrance. I don't know if I'm going to change it or not. I should wrote this this evening. Okay, and this called the entrance, and this was from the, your uh, picture poetry prompt about the uh, the the wind blowing the curtain with the mm-hmm. with the with the flowers on the table, and this is what okay. I wrote. Okay, called the entrance. I'm not sure about the title yet. Okay, it was so lonely here that I even heard the gentle breeze blowing the curtain. Then, then, then it dawned on me. Oh, it's my teddy bear darling making an entrance, serenading me, and leaving me a bouquet of beautiful white wildflowers. I felt his touch. Stay with me, my teddy bear darling. Don't go. Sit here. Table for two. You and I meant for us. Touch me again, leaving trails of electricity going through me. Kiss me again, leaving me glowing and with happiness. Hug me again, leaving me wanting more and more. Run away with me, my darling. 
I need you more than God, angels, and heaven do. Oh, God knows I love you, my teddy bear darling, forever and more. Run away. Run away with me. The end. You should call that one. Go ahead, Mama. I remember that one. I think that that's in her book. I remember her doing that one before. I should wrote it. She I wrote, wrote that one. Yeah. She wrote that one tonight. You wrote that when? Tonight. I heard the Teddy Bear Darling before. She uses that a lot. <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. I'm saying, don't scare me. <laughs> okay. So, Noreen, you should yes. name that one. You should name the title of that poem, Touch of the Breeze. Touch, yes, okay, Touch of the Breeze. Yeah, because when the I breeze like comes in, you can feel the touch of him. Yep, Touch of the Breeze. Yes. Okay. Touch on the Breeze. Touch on the Breeze is better. Cause does this need to be editing or is it okay like it is? I thought it was beautiful. Well, thank you. It's perfect. Well, thank you. I uh, enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Thank but you. I just know I, I remember hearing the hearing the uh, the um, punchline, whatever you, you know, the teddy, teddy bear darling. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, awesome job tonight, and it's just so good hearing you. Um, thank you, thank you, Mama. Uplifting, uh, very uplifting. Yep. It just gives it gives everybody something to look forward to. Yes. You give everybody, you give everybody that that hope that they need to make it in this world. Well, thank you. I love that. Because that's what I want to do, give people hope and don't ever give up. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Even mm-hmm. though Gary's gone, I still got mm-hmm. this wish. And, and well, I still believe in it. I don't care nobody's going to uh, take this, uh, this, this from me. I still believe with all my heart that God is going to take his ashes and bring them back in, in bones and skin again. I want to believe that. I'm not giving up on that. <laughs> And I'm sticking okay. with it. Okay. I know I have people think. I know people might think it's crazy, but to me, it's not. Well, we all are spiritual beings, and the spirit yes. never dies. So even if his spirit wants to come back into another form of uh, human form, that's it's possible. Yes. But I don't I mean, think be, be, to, I think come back like him. Come, come back like him. He'll be this, be him. But if he has grandchildren or whatever, his spirit, like I said, the spirit, the soul never dies. The soul is he, light as a feather. Um, he got um, two or three grandkids, but they're in West Virginia. I never mm-hmm. met them. Okay, well, that might be something interesting that you might like to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, Noreen, thank you okay. so much. Okay, you will. Tell everyone how to find you, love. Uh, okay, um, um, you can find me um on um. Okay, you you can find Gary and I on um the um Amazon dot com. You can find all of our books on there. Um, the the Aura of Truth, um, reflections of our inner beings, 
and um the uh oh oh I forgot that uh oh and and the, and the other one is up uh oh I'll look it up real quick it won't take long I'm sorry okay honey you're fine um it won't take long it's in this drawer here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the two hearts and one. Two hearts and one. All three of them. You can find us on Amazon, and then you can find um find uh, Gary on um Facebook.com, and you can um find him on Wikinet.com, and you can find him on ReverbNation.com. You can find him on PoetryPoem.com, and um uh. And and um oh and, and and he's also Googleable and Googleable, and then you can find me on um on um uh, Facebook.com. You can find me on um ReverbNation.com, PoetryPoem.com, WikiNut.com, and and then you can find both of us on our website, our official website, Gary and Noreen Snyder. Dot wix dot com front slash poetry. Where can we find you on Thursday? Huh? Where can we find you on Thursday? Thursday? Oh, you can find me here on Thursday. Speakeasy Cafe. <laughs> yes, we can. Okay. okay. And and I'm also Google Bo and Google Bo. Oh, and um, I have a question. Um, okay. Can, can um I go and okay? Cause he Gary when he was alive, he got me do all this stuff on his website, right? Well, can uh-huh. I still do that even though he's not he's he's only here in his spirit? Can I still do it for him? Am you can I do you Okay, but see, he would never he didn't he wanted me to do it. He said I was better at this stuff than him, and he just didn't want to mess with it. So, cause I had talked him into it to getting um doing this so he agreed to it and it, when, when i did it especially on reverb nation he loved it he got so excited he asked me to check it out every day even the poetry poem to see how many views he got he was so excited oh. <laughs> and, and then i'll put some more on reverb nation for him too i found a couple more of his um music and i found one um of his his poetry he wrote he read to he read on um on speakeasy and after he had the stroke it was awesome and i'll get that up there too that would be amazing yes <laughs> yeah all right perfect let us know when you do that okay okay Post i sure will yeah, okay. Oh, and another thing, am I allowed to do without getting any trouble to record um, Elizabeth Barrett Browning's poetry too? Oh, of course. And put it on YouTube? Of course. I can? Yes, people do that all mm-hmm. the time. Okay, because right. I didn't know if you can, I can get in trouble or not. No, no, can't get in, tr- cannot get in no. trouble for that. Okay. No. As long as you mention whose name it is. Yeah, I'll mention it. It's Elizabeth Barrett Browning. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I would give her the credit. <laughs> okay. Now you just okay. say this is Noreen Snyder performing a poem by Elizabeth Barrett Browning. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right. 
because I love her poetry. And Robert I Browning, know. too. Oh, wait. Today's the eight, is today the 18th. Oh, it's not the 18th yet. Oh, September the 18th. It, uh, um, Elizabeth Barrett Browning and Robert Browning will be married. Uh, they'll have their wedding anniversary. Aww. Um. Oh. Uh-oh. How many years now? Uh-oh. I forgot. <laughs> Let me look well, that'll, real be quick. About, that'll be about the time next week's show, so you can let us know on next week's show. Okay, 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 okay. All right, okay. my love, good okay. job tonight, honey. Th- thank you. Okay, and You're thank you very welcome. much, Nyla, and, and thank you very much, too, Mama, and it's good to hear yeah. from both of you all. Oh, and very I want to well. thank. I want to thank of all the sponsors for hosting this show for the year, and I want to thank you, Nyla, and, and you too, um, uh, Mama, and 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 Michael Quig, and um, and and um, Christopher Ryan for um um, um hosting. I mean, hosting the show for the hosting the show too for the year, and and thank you all, and for allowing me come on here. Thank you. We love From you, sweetheart. Thank I you go. so much. Thank You're you. You're welcome. You're we welcome. love you guys. All right. And we love you all, too. Good night, Noreen. Okay. Thank you, honey. Yeah, good night. Okay. All right. So, Mama. Yes. Do you have something else you'd like to share with us? Okay. I have pulled some stuff up because we had enough callers. I don't feel it's necessary to, to do it. Well, do we have anybody, we have anybody else left there? We've got seven five seven who is able to make it on, but their hand is not up, so I don't want to unmute okay. them. Let me check with them just in case. Seven five seven, if you don't want to talk, just don't say anything. If you do, do. So seven five seven, are you there? Did you want to come on the air? Hello, it's Tamiko. I'm here. Oh, hey, honey. Did you want to come on tonight, or are you just hanging out and listening because your hand isn't up? I know. I have a poem right here. I was just looking through my stuff trying to find one that I felt like I could do tonight. Um, do you want to <laughs> keep and, looking and then put uh, your hand up when you're ready? I was, okay. I was just sitting here like, okay, am I going to press one? And But I can go ahead and read it and... Yeah, I got one. I go ahead and read it. I've been I've written it earlier this year, but I've been wanting to voice it, so I'll go ahead and do it. I'm I'm sorry I ain't pressed one yet. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. I'm just you know I just I'm just impatient. If she sees you in there, she will let you know your hand is not raised. And I love that about her. She's one of the only folks <laughs> that does that. Just others that let you sit there all night and won't even tell you, tell you oh, nothing. And another thing she does that I think is really great, too, is she'll give you the order. So you won't have to just be, like, you know, in suspense the whole night. So I'm glad she retrieved you. And uh, we're ready to hear your poem. Okay, thank you, and I appreciate that coming from you, Mama, because I love your poetry. I've been listening for the past few years, and I've just really been enjoying 
And I yours. Glad I got a chance to tell you that, too. Thank you. Thank you. All right. This poem is called The Nature of It. Okay. Sturdy in the winds of change, soft as the petals of a rose. At times sharp, ready to be arranged. I can't, I can't, I can't hear. Wait a minute, I'm sorry. And I was having a hard, over. and I was, I'm having a hard time scrolling too. So okay, now I got it. Uh, okay, the the nature of it all. Sturdy in the winds of change, soft as a petal of a rose. At times sharp, ready to rearrange. It may flow where the wind blows, unafraid of transformation, unafraid of light, unafraid of night, unafraid of proclamation, to train brain, to weep, to sleep, to read, to seed, to flow, to grow, to make, to break, to ask, to task, to walk, to talk, to being the dream, the nature of a thing, the nature of change, the nature of its sting, the nature of its strange. Life, is it life? The bitter, the sweet, the nature of it all, to win and defeat in peace. Absolutely beautiful. Did you say unafraid to transcend? Oh, unafraid to unafraid of transformation. Of transformation. Wow. That means you're not afraid of change. That whole poem was um, very poetic, very well done. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I kind of like sitting back and and uh, <laughs> listening to someone I admire compliment someone else I admire. I, I need to do this more often. <laughs> Okay, why is she quiet? I know this. Oh. <laughs> you guys hear me talk all the time. It's really cool when someone else gets to compliment to you. You know. No. Well, I appreciate. Yeah. Thank you, Mama. I appreciate that so much. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Just like you know, you get good po- good poetry, and you're a poet. It kind of does something to you. You know, it just makes you feel good. You know. Like sometimes I get caught up with the with the kids. I call it playing with my kids, and I start freestyling and rapping and doing all kind of stuff to forget about my poetry. <laughs> <laughs> like wait a minute, I ain't got lost in the sauce. Mm. I heard you do that one night too when you were doing one poem. Um, like uh, you said, um, it it was like open mic poetry night style, like that poetry slam uh-huh. style. Yeah. Uh, and at the end, she said, booyah. I said, uh-oh, wait. <laughs> I'm telling you, I mean, I'm like the mother to so many young people. And when they're doing their poetry, a lot of times, you know, I, where I came from, poetry was like what you just did, Edgar Allan Poe, uh, you know, Ray Bradbury. I mean, you know, and then all of a sudden, like, how did I get here? <laughs> <laughs> 
But I'm glad, though. I'm glad. I, sometimes I just want to be just, you know, uplifted and listen to some good poetry, and that was definitely a good piece, you know. Thank you so much for sharing. Oh, thank you. I'm always inspired by you. So many others that come on here, too, but finally found you on Poetry Suit, too, and I'm following. Oh, you did? Oh, wonderful. Yeah, they, don't let me act, uh, they don't let me act up over there. <laughs> <laughs> All that over there, real poetry. I try to slip some stuff in every now and then, but I'm telling you, that's a strict site. You got to be like on your on your poetry and prose, <laughs> on mm. your toes. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So, Nyla, you're not gonna sit up here and just like not help me out here. You know, I'm not no real big long talker. I'm just enjoying this. <laughs> and you know she's not either So you're going to have to interject here <laughs> I know No it's cool We can't have no dead air but, you know, She knows better she's no, I know it's just sitting in Did you have a second uh, one you wanted to read I'm sweetheart I'm going to do, do a piece I'm going to do a piece Because you um, Nyla Here I'm going to do a uh, I'm going to do a slam piece. All right. So while she's doing that, Tamika, I want you to find another piece to read, okay? Okay. (laughs) That's good. This is called Neck to Neck. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I'm going for the juggler. You're going to learn the ropes before you step to me. How are you going to tell me about the pain that you don't feel and cry tears that you can't shed, killing wounds that never bled, explaining emotions that you never had, describing what you cannot see? I'm about to float your boat. I'm going for the throat. See, my lyrical is spiritual and sometimes satirical or conspiratorial against the immoral. And the disloyal. Ignoramuses make my blood boil. So I try to put a put an end to the fake friends that pretend that they get under my skin. See people who you don't know. They don't know where you're coming from. Don't know where you've been. But they say they understand. Making a grandstand. Upsetting my plans. Preaching words they've heard but don't comprehend. See, things must change. You must stop looking through those rose-colored glasses. They're making you hazy. You're just a pagazi. You're talking crazy. Look at my face. Because you don't do your research, you get upset. Because I do mine, so don't step to me talking out the side of your neck. If it's neck to neck, my neck I will protect. You must be a no-neck. You got your head sitting on shoulders. Head sitting on shoulders, your mouth has a motor connected to a dead brain. Miss me with the hearsay. I really pray for the prey, hoping that one day they'll learn, study my words, so I won't be just a read through. But you should look in the rear view and see where you come from, see where you've been through. Dodging bullets. 
dodging bullets. I've been trapped. You see, I fly high, but not too high. I fly kind of low, under the radar, metaphorically. The more I glide, the less I crash. The less I crash, the more I stay on course. But, of course, I know how to change with the wind. I am not a repeater. The more I learn, the knowledge gets sweeter. The pain for me is a motivator and a teacher. Don't have to respect the lesson, but you don't have to repeat it. You learn the lesson first time, you don't have to do it again. Touch and go. Touch fire one time, you know it's hot. You don't have to do it again. You know that it burns. I have no time to dim with. It never learns. So I laugh at the bad. And they see better, they told them. When they do better, they told them. When they know better, they told them to do better. They're arrogant and they're ignorant. They don't know that there's a God within them. They don't listen to the voice within them. They let others separate from the God that's in them. They're ignorant, ignoring the truth. Be true to yourself. That's allow enemies to kill us and steal us from us. Those who benefit from your ignorance separate you from your earthly wealth. So like I said, don't step to me. It's your philosophy talking all over me. Your nonsense makes no sense. And my defense is I'm going for the juggler on a regular. Don't you step to me, come correct. You don't talk to me. I'll be proud of your neck. And the thing that you always say that gets under my skin, when I finish giving you my spill, when I finish spitting my words, you hear my spit? Only thing you say is, I know. I know. And in fact, you don't know shit. And peace. Going for the juggler. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I told you, these kids are maybe silly. So anyway, that was fun. (laughs) It was so little, I couldn't hardly read it. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm not on my computer, I'm laying down. Actually, I'm not feeling that well. So, oh, I hope you feel better. I got, but I'm not going to ever feel better. I'm just probably going to die from one of the things that I got. So I just enjoy myself while I'm here because I got, like, high blood pressure, diverticulosis, uh, arthritis, uh, follicular tetesis, uh, you name it. And then I got all of it at the same time. So I'm just like, you know, whatever which one I die. If I eat this, it's bad for the thing that I got. If I eat the other thing, it's bad for the other thing that I got. If I eat something that's good for one thing, it's bad for the other thing. So mm-hmm. it's like. <laughs> I figure every single day that I wake up, every day I wake up is the best day of my life, even if it's the crappiest. Nyla, I have never woke up with four or five disorders in my life. I've never been sick a day in my life until recently. And I get like five or six things all at one time. So I'm handling it the best I can. And uh, sometimes waking up is not just as great as it seems to be. (laughs) You know, just like maybe. (laughs) I know, but at least we wake up. Maybe I want to die cute and go look for my (laughs) answers. (laughs) (laughs) I've given up dying young and cute. Now I'm going for old and eccentric. (laughs) 
That's why I say that if okay. I die a boring death, take me up to the mountain and stuff my pockets full of bacon. <laughs> what the world? <laughs> That's so funny. I heard about that bacon. Yeah, yeah. Tamika, did you want to read a, another one, honey? Did you buy yeah, one? Yeah, I do. I'm trying to scroll down. It gets stuck on me sometimes. And, cause okay, with that title, why don't you do a little something, something for us that we never get to hear? Because it's just the girls reacting at the end of the show. Who? Who? No, she didn't say who. And the way she said who. That's what I said. She's looking for a piece. Can't you do something? Can't who do something? Me do something? (laughs) That's cute. That's real cute. Look. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna look. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say what life right now. I found something. Okay. Okay. (sighs) But she still gotta read something though. I'm not saying that no more because I the way she said who, I'm scared she's gonna come through the phone and smack me. So I I will pull up a poetry file where my files are all numbered, and I'll let you guys pick a number, and I'll read whatever number you pick. Oh, that's great. Okay. After Tamika's done reading. All right. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Get my baby speak. Okay, go ahead. Wait, no, you now. Oh, she wants me to read first. Okay. Yeah. I got a real short piece, though. This one is called um, What Butterflies May Come. Okay. Scrolling, scrolling. Sorry. <laughs> what Butterflies May Come. And this is a haiku. Um, okay. In a city... Where, okay, sorry, in a city where a statue of a black man, oh gosh, I'm sorry, hold on, I have to make this bigger, I have to make this bigger for my vision, I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) That's what happened to me on the last week, I took out my notebook, I couldn't make it bigger, I could barely see it. Yeah, luckily this Computer, I can adjust it. Let me see. Okay, here we go. Because I wanted to slow right. Let's see. In a city where a statue of a black man being stepped on. There are few. And that's very short. I know it is. The city, that's basically it. In a city where a statue of a black man is being stepped on, there are few. Is there really a statue like that? Hmm? We can't hear you very well, Mama, at all. I said, is there really a statue like that? Yes. In um, Danville, Virginia. Wow. I lived there for about four and a half years, and um, it's at a wow. museum. Wow. It's wow. In, and it's outside, and um, 
at the museum every year. They have, during Black History Month, they do have, um, like, a storytelling festival and everything. And I went there one time, and a friend was telling me about the statue. And I looked over there, mm. and I looked like, oh, <laughs> they they won't mm. care. They won't tear this down. They leave it up there. So um, it's because, it's you know, they were all uh, way, way, well, like many places back in the day, they was a Confederate yeah. city. And so um, the tagline for the city is that they are the last Confederate city. So, oh, my God. So. And that would be the most horrible thing you would want to see. I know what I'm going to do is I'm going to look it up and see can I find that statue. And I'm going to remember your poem. Wow. Your haiku. That's awesome. Um, I mean, it's, news, it's, news, it's newsworthy. And they've had stories and stuff done around there, but I guess people are so used to something, you know what I mean? It's like I've never heard anybody make a real big noise about it while I lived there, and it was just like mm-hmm. sometimes you could be somewhere and it's just people people just get so used to something that, it you know, nobody's really making any noise. It just is what it is. Well, nobody's aware of it too much, I guess, but that little haiku just brought it to my attention, and I'm definitely going to look it up. Mm. Oh, I appreciate that. So number five is the number I picked, um, um, Nyla. Number five? Well, let me check first. 832, I see you on the board, but your hand is not up. If you want to come onto the air, please press one. Please press one. 832, if you'd like to come on the air and read, I see you, but you do not have your one there. 832, yes. Okay. So you two can just hang out here for a minute. Let's go ahead and bring 832 on. 832, hello. Yeah, what y'all doing? What y'all doing on that line there? What y'all doing? (laughs) Oh, Charles, it's so good to hear from you. (laughs) We're not taking any more calls right now. We're taking only commenters. You want to be a commenter? Yeah, I can I can I can comment. I I comment or something. I comment or something. Okay. Nyla, it's on you. Nyla, I do what? It's on you. But Charles wants to read a poem. He's a commenter. Yeah, I'm I'm a commoner. I'm a commoner. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, unruly children you are. Commenter. Yeah, I'm I'm a a comment. I'm a com commoner. Commoner. Commenter. Commenter. You're gonna comment on Nile's poem. Yeah, it's my turn to get Nyla back. <laughs> oh, good Lord. So I have to read one? And then if I read one, yeah. Charles is going to read one. After. All right. What number did you yes. pick? So I have all my files. I have all my files pulled up. Mama, pick a number, and that's the one I'll read. I said five. 37 at 928. I'm so confused. 
Um, 37 and 928. All right. All right. Wow, this one really? All right. Okay, so you ready? Yeah. So this one is titled 2.45 a.m. I actually have quite a few poems with that title. But it's titled 2.45 a.m. All right. I find myself staring out the window, digging inside the deepest pockets of the night, looking for every word I've ever written and feeling naked in them. Why is it I tremble, pulling my soul tight around me like a tattered bathrobe as I stand looking at the wavy glass reflection only half there, my own ghost, the curious mind? I wrote for him, and in words he manifested this muse of mine, peering into my windows. He must have. How else could he have made me write as he did? Where is it he penetrated to be able to drink my soul so deeply to only then taunt me with my own thirst? I sit drinking coffee and knock the tattered copy of Jane Austen off the table, hating that he knows I say my prayers to a silent sky in that same strange language. I throw my poems in the gutter with the trash I make up stories about because I know they only reflect poorly what I'm really trying to say. I look up cuss words and say them, knowing he doesn't really come peeking into my window. I hate that damn pounding in the night that reminds me of how alone I am. I hate that his memory wipes the color from my lips and shows there is no smile behind the smudge. I hate him for not hearing the words are right or knowing that I would have knocked away every single thing life threw at him. That if I could, I'd have wiped away all the messy bullshit that dirties his world. For him, I would have made everything clean again, or at least our brand of clean. I hate him for not knowing that sometimes I'm as messed up as he is that I would literally have fucked him to hell and back just to hear the screams of him letting himself go. Fucked every bit of anger out of him just so I could find that place, find him in that place afterwards, that place where we lick each other's wounds and know that everything is going to be okay. I hate him for not knowing I would have stayed. I love him too and the bittersweet understanding he brought me. I hear him even now inside like the thundering echo in shoes too small. Like the sound a lover puts there, giving voice to everything I cannot say. And I know, I know there is still hope. Because if he is out there screaming, crying at all the crap he sees wrong with love, then I am not alone. That he and I cannot be the only two people in this messed up planet full of plastic de- department store lovers. Just keep the receipt because everything's exchangeable. Exchangeable. That wants something different. That wants something more. Just not this time. And so I will keep looking, wandering the streets, watching for words tossed on the ground, just waiting for someone to look down and see them, to understand them, and then to look up. I will watch for words spelled out in coffee ring stains on empty tables where hope is left lingering like a ghost, or carved into the park bench where I sit, writing my words across my thigh with permanent marker because I'm too afraid to give them away anymore. Beauty is only skin deep, so I write my poetry on me to cover the scars left behind by all the years and tears. Only he, the he that is out there looking for me, he will see the scars and believe me, more beautiful because they exist. 
he will know it's what kept me out of single bars and from seducing the pizza delivery boy, tying, to him, tying him to a chair till I was done. He will know he is why I waited, why I went through so many lonely nights sitting in coffee shops or lying in the much too dark, making love to shadows on the wall. He will understand the ice and flames I walked through to get to him, and he will weep because of it. He will make love to me with the lights on so I can see his face, so I will know he's not just another shadow on the wall. He will make love to me with the lights on because it's my scars he wants to see, to kiss, to fade them from something ugly to pretty soft ribbons. He will read the words that I have written across my skin and then wipe them away with the sweat of his body and my body and not stop till they are gone. He will sit and we will sit and watch the sun come up, neither of us saying a word, just listening to the sound it makes rising above the city. I will make us coffee and we will share the same cup just so that our fingers will touch. And we will watch a new day wash us a clean slate. And in the morning light, my smile will tell him that I know he was worth the wait. End poem. Mm. Number five. <laughs> That's nice. That was very nice. I like that. I like how you said you wrote the words on your leg with the with on your thigh with the permanent marker. That's a very wow, sexy thing. So That's they, sexy. Like, the words away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, your turn, Charles. Oh, uh, I need to practice a poem I'm going to do Saturday. Uh, a group of us are getting together because uh, uh, a poet has I, probably I, I dedicated didn't more. The I'm a commenter. I didn't get the comment. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Okay, go oh. ahead. Go ahead, unnamed person. Go ahead, unnamed person. The comment. I, I got the comment. That is the first time in 10 years that I've been coming on this program that I've actually heard. Nyla really go in like that and do a piece for me. And I am just elated over here. The name <laughs> of that piece would be called One Day He'll Say Sorry. <laughs> One Day He'll Say Sorry. Cause, I mean, she went through hell and high water making love with the <laughs> lights on people's cars, pulling her soul around her like a bathrobe. She was amused peering through the windows. He wanted to see her pain. They watched the silent sky together. He she threw poems away. They were gutter poems, but they reflected. And she wiped away. He wiped away the smile beneath. The, I mean, it was just so deep. I can't even. Get, I couldn't even get all of it. But I exactly how she felt. I got the feeling of it. Uh, when did she say our brand of our brand of twenty? You know, yeah. Some some. It was some something going on over there. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, that poem—it uh, was a love-hate, uh, hoping that one day he would realize what he done, what he put me through. One day he would make the love to me with the lights on, so he could see my scars. But at least one day he would come back to say sorry. Thank you for letting me comment. And thank you for sharing that piece. It was I, I, now I see why they call you a poet. That's <laughs> um, a once a year thing, here. Mama. I'm so happy over here. Okay, did I, did, how, did, how, did, 
did you feel like I caught the essence of the poem with the comment that I gave you? Kind of, yeah. It's actually about so two different other... people. Okay. So you wanted so one was good the good lover and the bad lover? No, one was a person that wanted to be there but because of circumstances couldn't. Um Okay. That was the good someone, lover. Someone, someone we used to write together. So the first part of the poem is about someone I used to write with. And okay. because of problems that he had, it could never, there was nothing that could have ever happened between us. Um, oh. It was like mental health issues. He had a fear of being outside. He had a fear of, I mean, all kinds of things. He was an amazing so writer. But he was paralyzed by his own life. So there's nothing that could have ever happened between him and I. And so realizing that we had to love each other but let each other go. And is that, is the that, second that part is about – what's that? Is that going to be in the book? I don't know. I don't even know if it's finished yet. I don't know how well I even like it. <laughs> I loved it. But I didn't I, – I, to me it was one person that made those mistakes and then he finally came back and apologized and then you know, all, all the good things and the bad things and the things that you said that when you said um, if um, uh, he and I see all the crap um, but I guess that you all can see the crap and then it says um, well our brand of cleaning so it was like you could do things that basically to you to other people might be freakish, but you and him that's just about as clean as y'all gonna get when it comes to love. Not mm-hmm. that it was dirty, but it was just something that you and him would only do for each other. I mean I got a lot out of it, so I don't know. But you know, people always get their own understanding of things. But uh okay, the next commenter would be um uh, Everybody else already commented. You know everybody else, only one other person, and she already commented. I waited. CB, it's your turn to comment, then you go straight into your poem. Yeah, I, I, I thought I thought the poem was hot. hot. You, you, you hardly ever hear Nyla, uh, uh, cause, because she's so absorbed in, in her role as host. You hardly ever hear... Nyla uh, do anything You know she would put a recording on But I think it comes out better Live when, when you do Stuff live and stuff And and uh, I enjoyed that It was hot it was sexual And, and it was a, a, What do you call it a, a Protest poem and, I mean it had All the good ingredients in it and, and, and to hear Nyla Do it live hey It had emotion in it so that was good Thank you. Yes, it was. Thank you, guys. Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, you, you hardly ever hear Nyla do that, so that's cool. I know. You I'm don't sorry. know what I had to go through, what we had to go through to get her to do that. So it was like pulling <laughs> teeth. But anyway, <clears throat> I'm glad it's done. And uh, now I got to prompt her to come over to another program where other poets are and let her. I want her to do that same piece. But for now, it's your turn to do your piece. Go, Charles. Oh, okay. Okay. What? What number? Fifty-seven. What? <laughs> that was number five. Oh, I, I think. 
no, no, no. I wanted, I wanted to do a, a piece for, for uh, you know, uh, we all have lifespans, and, and uh, this poet is in the twilight of his years, and he's probably dedicated more than fifty years to poetry, and he's in a nursing home, and we want to get together and, and do something. And here's the poem I want to do for him. See if y'all like it. Y'all probably oh, heard wow. it before. Okay. But. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> the name of the poem is Poets. Uh, where do poets come from? With their watchful eyes, leaking hearts. Damn the broken dams flowing forevermore. The whispers on the paper are crumbled and stained. Voices loud with quiet timbers. In the forest, alone, fallen leaves crushed like tin cans, the footfalls, ever softly, still brings attention. I step away from that and look, where the poets belong, to the silent wet rain, to the world gone insane. Damn those fucking broken dams flowing constantly evermore. To the people poet brings a togetherness, a soft caress, a sane cry, an eye to ear to mind vibe. Spoken words ring true. I step forward and ask, where can one find a poet? In the hearts that beat true, watch for those fucking busted dance flowing constantly, spiritually, violently. They're there. Could be you. Make the connection. Feel free what your heart whispers in the night. By the brighter day, take note of joy. Pains may be deeper. Quicker to stain paper both ways. It's a journey, I know. But your heart is there, and so is your mind. No path is complete without them. Poets travel light. Thanks for listening. That was phenomenal. So you think he'll like? Well, you you don't know, but you guys like it. I can't say you you know he would like it, but you guys like it, all right? I love it, girls. Yeah, I um I was on I was on mute, but I I noticed from the beginning that he went into serious serious poetry mode, and I just took my blood pressure so. I was being quiet, but um, my blood pressure is acting up here. I don't know why. Um, yeah, that was serious torture mode. I don't know what's got me all upset here, but um, I took a little few notes. Um, he said. Uh, have you taken your blood pressure medicine? I took it earlier, but it's still cutting up on top of that. So I took this wow. little extra piece, piece this one. So anyway, it says. Um, where do you say where do poets come from with their watchful eyes? And um that the opening line itself was just like, you know, 
that opened my ears up. And then you said, um, uh, damn the broken down. And I know that all the infrastructures and stuff that's going on and all the different things that's going on that's wrong. Like, poets are looking mm-hmm. at something together different. And like, mm-hmm. you know, you could be yeah. writing that for an old poet in a, in a, in a nursing home. Um, I just think he will just really love that. So I want to thank you for coming in and, uh, you know, and, and sharing that with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank, thanks for listening. Nicole, did you want to comment, honey? Oh, okay. Um, I really loved it. It was certain words that popped out at me and just kind of, you know, if I could see you, like, at a club or something, I would do a double take, like, what? You know, <laughs> okay. So it was like, um, like when you said spoken word, dream true, that just really stood out to me and just grabbed me. I love that. And um, you said you can't go anywhere without them. And it was the last words that you said, too, those escape me right now, but it was like the very last words you said. If you could repeat them, if you don't mind, but so I can remember. No, no problem. It, it's it's that. it's it's a uh, it's it's that poets travel light. The reason why they travel light is they put everything on on paper, all their feelings, all their emotions, and all that stuff, and that's why they travel lightly because they 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 they, they uh, unload unload off. On the paper, they unload their feelings and and, and what's going on in their life on the paper. So that's mm-hmm. why they travel like. I agree with that. I agree with that, and I love that poets travel like. I just I heard that, and that almost feel like like something I want to make a mantra or something. Just keep it with me and meditate on that. <laughs> Like, whatever I'm getting ready to write, you know, let this help me travel light as possible, you know. We need it on a T-shirt. Yeah, that's a good idea. They'll put ports travel light, and then you get a conversation piece, and you, you can talk about, you know, talk about that. That would be great. Yeah. Charles, CB Banks T-shirts. Quotes. Quotes. Quotes on T-shirts. All right, you guys. There you go. You all to tell everyone how you can find each other or find yourselves or whatever. Let's start with Mama. Go ahead, Mama. You can find me on. You can find me on Poetry Soup, uh, Poetry dot com under Vicky. That's the K-I, That's Vicky with an I, and that's Aqua, and that's Aqua with an A C. Q-U-A-H. Awesome. Hey, where and you can find me? On Facebook, uh, my, old, my old page is back up, too. So you might, um, if you put Vicky Aqua in, you might get one page. If you put Vicky Aqua in, then you might get another page, because now both of the pages are back up. So Very cool. I have them both, because, you know, just one Vicky is not enough. Of course, because one of them got, got old poetry notes in it, and one got my new poetry in my notes. So it's like I wish I could combine them, but then again, if we lose them again, I will be lost. So I'm just going to leave well enough alone. <laughs> yeah, 
Vicky, when are you coming out with that book? Uh, I told you my blood pressure's up right now. Don't make me get upset. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, Charles, how can we find you, honey? Tell me where we can find you. Anything you hear me do, if you like it, I have some chat books. Yeah. I, will send you, I will send you a chat book. I got seven chat books and no real books. <laughs> Okay, yeah, send me a chat book. You can find me, right. uh, 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 Vicky, uh, uh, Vicky be beating the tails off of me on that spelling game. That's where you find me trying to beat her. She'd be spelling all the words, uh, 200 words, and I, I get like three or four words on that little spelling game on Facebook, and that's where you find me crying, crying and eating a hamburger because she, <laughs> she'd be beating the tail off of me. <laughs>
I've got, um, I don't know if this track is going to play that I had set up to end the show with. Uh, we'll just have to push the button and see. But I just want to thank you all for being here. Um, if we have callers still on hold, I apologize. I cannot see you. I can't see anything right now. Um, but I will, uh, we will be here next week. And it has been awesome, and I've missed you guys. And so uh, just go out and lick life in the face, write about how it tastes, and we'll be back next week. I'm going to close the show with Cassandra D'Alba with Empty Spaces, and we will see you soon. Good night, everybody. When he bleeds out rainwater through your cupped hands, like the worst kind of prey, try not to remember the look on that parking lot above his shoulders the day you first met. How it glimmered just for you, eyes gasoline rainbows in a world of cigarette butts and crushed cans. You were the kind of girl. Mothers have to pull into supermarkets both hands because all you want to do is drink puddles of polluted water until you shine like that. Mommy, ten more seconds, Mommy. Just a taste you have joined the army. Of heads down dull pennies no one wants to pick up because because no one wants your kind of luck. You just dropped your heart on the sidewalk. Watch someone else walk off with it. The last time you kiss him, you will not know it is the last time, so you will not understand why when you close your eyes, and see yourself back home at that gas station off the highway with some farmer's family plot adrift in the corner, gravestones leaning against the air pumps. You will not understand that it is not easy to love someone like you. You label on a broken beer bottle, trying to hold all these sharp edges in your soft body, you single glove curling itself against the imprint of damp gravel kissing concrete. Like it might someday learn to love you back, you need to remember. Not to look for arcs of color in the dirty puddle of his face. 